The Rum of the Mist show that you are currently tuned into will begin in about five minutes. Until then, enjoy this wonderful tune. Why does a good man have to Listening to Had to Be Said with Venus, presented by Realm of the Mist Entertainment. I'm going inside. Yeah, you inside and fucking don't come back. Yeah, maybe you should step off. Yeah, seriously. Get the fuck away from me. I got the whole thing on tape, but nice try. That's how I protect myself from you. Hey, everyone. It's, it had to be said with Venus on this Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> I'm half asleep, but that's okay. I think I'm about to wake up of all this entertainment fun. <laughs> um, tonight, we've got our guest host, Shay Madonna. What up? <laughs> okay. Hello. And Chris- <laughs> and Chris, as usual. Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. <laughs> Vogue. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, if you could see me now, I would be voguing, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Tonight mind show. me. Don't mind me. I'm just one of the girls. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've got a mangina for the night. That's it. yeah. It's okay. Your opinion matters. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, well, especially after that video, you could tell it really matters. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, it definitely matters. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, we've got our ex horror stories tonight. So. <laughs> Uh, obviously we could tell that men and women could be equally fucked in the head. Um, (laughs) oh, fuck yeah. Um, so I don't know where you guys want to start off. Did you guys, um, want me to read one of these stories that I got from somebody? Your show. They're a bit shorter. Your show. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Set the basis. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I've got this one story, um, from someone who actually sent one in. Um, just load in here. So the worst thing that her ex ever did to her was. Just to let you know, we lost the damn live feed again. So I don't know what's going on with this, but we're still recording. So go ahead. <laughs> you do. You're totally being blacklisted. <laughs> yeah. Probably. They're probably blocking us from doing the show. <laughs> Well, it's like an R-rated show, no kids and yeah. stuff. Like, oh no, that can't wait till we start the conspiracy shows. Yeah, we're starting oh, um, a con- yeah, a conspiracy show, like alien conspiracies and other cons- stop people from coming on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Momo is everybody's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> we all have a Momo in our lives. <laughs> oh God, so true. <laughs> so. <laughs> So Shannon uh, messages me that one time her ex threw an entire bowl of pasta in her face in the middle of Algonquin College. She <laughs> says that was fun and a waste of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys ever have food thrown in your face by an ex? Um, yeah, actually. The no. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I had a bone in pork chop thrown at me, like the pork chop with the bone. This was okay. in. I'm, I'm not kidding. This is like, what we'll call we'll call the ex. We'll call him fuck fuckhead. <laughs> okay. There you go. And um, when I within the first like month of us even being together, he actually like had a hissy fit one time and threw a pork chop at me. And I actually remember like going and leaving my house and talking to my two friends on the phone for like two hours. And my one buddy was like, I'm going to come over there and beat him with a pork chop. Like, <laughs> I was like, who, th- who throws food and who throws a perfectly good, like pork chop in like it's pork chop was dinner. It <laughs> yeah, it was cooked. It was, it was dinner that I made. Like it was a nice dinner that I had made. <laughs> and yeah, he threw, I've, I've had plenty of types of food thrown at me by fuckhead. So, you know, Never, Wait. never, never had food thrown at me. I've, I've had, you know, my ex, my exes that wanted to throw something at me always wanted to make sure it left the mark. Um, yeah, like a phone and shit. Yeah, you know, stuff, stuff of that nature. Yeah, I've had a frying pan. I've had a phone. I've had, uh, I've had a small TV thrown at me. <laughs> Sorry, I threw. Oh my god, I threw a pudding at one ex. <laughs> I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna long I I I actually whipped my bong like across the fucking room at my ex's head once. Did I hit him? Into a, no, I hit the wall and I was more upset that oh. the bong broke. Didn't hit him, but you know, 
whatever. <laughs> I had some ex who was like crazy, like talking to himself or something, like on some like schizo trip that like I've never seen before, and it just came out of nowhere, absolutely nowhere. And he's standing there, and I'm sitting there eating my pudding, like with even without a spoon, and just like <laughs> watching this going down, and like. Like, then all of a sudden, like, this third voice comes in with his, like, mo- like his one conversation with himself. And I'm like, what the okay. fuck? And I just <laughs> whipped at him. Because <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck kind of crazy shit is this? Like, I've seen schizo, like, you know, like, where there's, like, two people having a conversation. But now there's this third motherfucker. And they both, both him and his, like, alter ego yelled at this person to shut up. <laughs> You just whip so the pudding, you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, I fucking whipped it, and he's like, whoa. And it stopped there, and I'm like, whoa, you got fucking issues. Like, it would have been nice to give me a heads up, you know, a month ago when we started dating. <laughs> yeah, that you had a secret friggin' friend in the back of your head. <laughs> like, you of them, like, what? <laughs> how, how does that even happen? Like, I've, I've never even seen that in my life. Like, I, like H- Hard drugs. Hardcore drugs. <laughs> oh my god! I want to. I want to go back a minute to the bong thing, because uh, <laughs> you know I don't. I don't like drugs. We just we discussed that last night. I don't like any drugs, including marijuana. But I'm curious. You were you were upset that you threw threw the bong and it hit the wall and it shattered. Would it have been less upsetting to you had it hit him, or would you have been more pissed off it, at him because the bong broke? No, it would have been less upsetting if it actually hit him. Okay. So here's here's a little backstory. Long like, I mean, I can't make a long this long story short, but I mean, shorter version is that I was unfortunately involved with a narcissistic sociopath for four years, and um, as a cause of to that suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder and um, what some people would probably call Stockholm Syndrome at the beginning, um, at the end of the relationship. So, I mean, in all fairness, anything that I could have done to him or that could have happened to him, probably deserving and probably would have made me feel a lot better. Uh, but <laughs> well, no, I was, just, I was just, like I said, I was just curious, like, would you have felt better if the if the bomb yeah. broke because it hit him, or would you have been like, oh, yeah. "You motherfucker, look what you did"? <laughs> I was, I, I even like, I have a scar on my finger from like the glass cutting me, and I remember like being upset that like I cut my finger on my broken bong, and I was like, "Oh no, my bong's broken," but I, I didn't, didn't care. Even... <laughs> no, I, I didn't even care, and he was like, "You threw the bong." I'm like, "But did it hit you?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it didn't. No, damn it! I'll try again next time. So. <laughs> Next time I need a bigger bong. See, yeah, the closest, like, see the closest more likely thing, to hit you. The closest <laughs> thing to, that, that I can think of that to a bong or food that has ever been thrown at me is a glass beer bottle. Beer still in it. Yeah, see that's that's deadly enough. But that's, that's also alcohol abuse. Yeah, that's a party foul. <laughs> to which I'm an asshole enough to part, point that out too. It's like that's a waste of perfectly good beer. Yeah, you, know that? you go to the corner. That's not nice. <laughs> 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 oh, absolutely! It's like when even those shots or something. Like the first motherfucker to spill a shot is like, no, no more for you. Now we yeah. all catch up to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody in my house, if you end up freaking dropping any alcohol, you best be cleaning that up with your mouth. <laughs> now, see, oh I, my god, I'm a respectful drunk, and I've got a story uh, that that'll prove that. I was out drinking with a bunch of uh, wrestling buddies of mine, 
and we were at their house and playing like uh, drinking games, and we were already fucked up on like Tawaka and stuff of that nature. There's one. Told you I'd do it. Um, but, stuff uh, of that nature. Stuff of that, that everybody drink. Uh, <laughs> but we decided, you know, halfway through, we were bored with the house. We decided to go to the bar. So we go to the bar and we're getting pitchers of beer and, and, and still doing more shots. And I get the glass glass in the pitcher. And as I'm filling my glass, all of a sudden I feel the wave hit. I said, oh, Lord, here it comes. And I take the pitcher. <laughs> I throw up in the pitcher and I fill the pitcher completely up. <laughs> I finish and it filled the pitcher. I set the pitcher on the table and went back to drinking. <laughs> didn't spill a drop. <laughs> At least I didn't make a mask, guys. That's it. That's it. You know, poor waitress comes over and says, what the hell is that? I don't know. It was like That's that. I- Usually when I get drunk, I'm like, I'm well, anywhere, even if I go to restaurants, I'm the type of person where I clean up after myself every time. So wow. it doesn't matter if like I'm intoxicated or not. I'm like, I have to clean up. I'm bringing Brian yeah, when in. you go to parties. Yeah. Uh, when you go to parties or something and there's like empties everywhere, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, pick all these up. And oh, look, a full one. That was out of the doing the dishes. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, what else? Do you, is that a girl thing? Like, we just go to like it's, places and clean it them? It is. My, my best friend, actually, um, she came down a couple months ago and she actually lives in Alberta right now. She's been out there for about seven years and we haven't seen each other in in a while. It's been quite some time and she came to visit. She's never been at my house before. We got shit faced the night before and uh, I woke up in the morning, me and my boyfriend are laying in the bed and I can hear somebody doing the dishes downstairs and I'm like, it's like 7 a.m. I'm hungover as shit. Is Heather downstairs doing my dishes? And I literally come downstairs and she was doing my fucking dishes. And I'm like... You come all the way from Alberta to visit me. You're I visiting me. like Yeah, you're a guest in my house, and you're doing my fucking dishes at 7 a.m. She's like, well, I don't have the kids, and I was up anyway. And I'm like, <laughs> like what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm so bad for that, too. Like, end up at strangers' houses, and, like, you end up crashing there. And everyone's still sleeping, and, like, there I am, like, in the fridge, grabbing some eggs and bacon, mixing up some breakfast. Like, what are you doing? I was hungry. <laughs> you guys yeah, hungry? Well, nobody else was awake, so, I mean, I might as well. <laughs> hey, Brian. Hey, Brian, you're one of the ladies tonight. Tuck them things back, will you? Have that swinging out like a dude on a tower. I was like, this isn't dude, the guy that I was just talking to already. Dude, that, that seriously about killed me today. I'm not playing. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Not bad. <laughs> Welcome that... to the show, Brian. Yeah, I got power back. Yeah, finally. Thank paid the Christ. bill. Admit it, you paid the bill. You paid the bill. I paid the bill. It was the whole town. <laughs> whole town. Hey, so the whole, the whole town power. just decided not to pay. No, no. Like we woke up this morning, the power was still out. So I don't know yeah. what the hell. Like when I came home today, it was back on. So whatever. It's those snipers on those hydro poles. I'm telling you, one of them got it. what he had coming to him. Hey, <laughs> not, not, to not, not to interrupt the show, but looking at that video and 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 that picture and everything, like the dude survived. Like he didn't like Stacy Gwynn back. Or he was still kicking he? when they lowered him down. Because no, okay. So for those of you watching and don't know what actually happened, uh, when I was at work today, there's a uh, I don't want to call it a cell phone tower, but there's a tower. Uh, on the next field over 
from where I work, and it's four, it's a 400-foot tower. And since Friday, there's been people crawling up and down it like crazy, working on it. I don't know what they're doing, if they're setting it up for 5G. I don't know what the hell they're doing. But um, we were watching it today. My boss and I were sitting in the... Uh, the uh, main room of the office for the for the grain elevator I work at. And we were watching out the picture window. We were just talking about how you know massive these guys' balls have to be, right, to climb this fucking tower. And uh, he's like, "Man, wouldn't it be something if one of them fell?" And it wasn't. Forty five seconds later, one of the guys just <whistles> falls right I off the edge have- of it, and, and I stand straight up, go, "Oh my god, are you fucking serious?" And he stands up and goes, "No." <laughs> we're watching him go and we're like oh my god we're about to watch this guy fucking die and about halfway down he starts to slow down and then caught about a quarter of the way and the wind was blowing so strongly it was so strong today that he was blowing like 50 feet out from the tower on the end of this cable and we're like oh my god are you fucking serious <laughs> like so they ended up dropping him down i don't know what happened to him he was kicking so i know he was alive but he was probably trying to you know shake the shit out of his pant leg before he got to the bottom <laughs> Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I, honestly, I would have just gone down like dead weight. Like, I probably oh. would have passed out. <laughs> I, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. It was just, we were just like, oh, what if you fell? <gasps> yeah, <laughs> just, that's scary. Like, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh. So, but then they kept, the other guy stayed up there and kept working all the way up until that storm came through. Like a G. Let that yeah. be a lesson, kiddies. Words have power. <laughs> also wear a safety belt jesus <laughs> always buckle up for safety kids <laughs> yeah like yeah the first thing i thought of was like as soon as i saw him starting to fall i pulled my phone out and started to take a picture of it because i was just like because this is never going to happen in my life again wow. and i caught it as he was swinging out from it i was like oh my god i gotta show the guy you're also in one shit. of those moments when you're like is this actually happening yeah <laughs> no it was it I was slow motion for me. I can't imagine how the guy falling fell. Yeah. I, I love I love the society today that the first thought is to grab his phone and not call 911 because <laughs> the dude just fell off the tower. Take <laughs> my picture. With him. What? Yeah, no. It's... To take my picture and to set it up Facebook. I'm a meme. My, Let's my... be honest here. And most of us are old enough where we all remember the time when there was no such thing as the freaking phone and we all had to go outside. So it's like I... now I like. Yeah. My boyfriend says something to me all the time and he's like, you're always on your phone. And I'm embarrassed by that because I'm almost 30 and I'm always on my fucking phone like a 12 year old girl. <laughs> like, Well, see, I remember because we're about the same age then. And uh, I, I remember transitioning from the playing outside to you can have a phone when you start driving to getting a phone saying, no, you can't have text messaging, getting yeah. it to calling people af- back after 9 p.m. Because yeah. it was just caller ID until 9 p.m. And you're like, well, I'll call them back after 9, after 9, after 9. And then it went into, I don't give a shit anymore. Just Every give me the $130 cell phone bill and I'll give them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I was fortunate growing up. My my dad was actually a computer technician, analyst, um, everything. So back when, you know, computers were becoming a real thing for everybody, when nobody else had one, I had like 12 of them in my basement because my dad built them. <laughs> so... I actually nice. got to watch like the whole technology well, you change know, completely, and it was like we, we actually used to use an old Nokia phone to as a as a wheel chalk for our Humvees when I was in the military. Yeah, we, we really did. We had an old Nokia phone we'd shove up underneath the tire, and it never went anywhere. You know yep. what? Screw all you Dude. guys. Remember, I was hot shit for having a side screen fucking pager. I'm an old man. Yeah, my- my dad had one of those. Like, anyway, my dad had one of those like fanny belt little like side satchel 
phone holders. You remember the one for like the Palm Pilot back in like 96? Yeah, he had one of those. And I remember thinking he was like the coolest guy ever because of that. It's funny you say that because that's exactly what my cell phone case is. I got this giant like square leather pouch with a flap that comes up with a magnet on it. I, my phone slides on it too and it flaps back Bring up. me back to the good times. Yeah, no, it's, it's bad, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot, Brian. You can't talk about technology. You still haven't even programmed your damn voicemail. <laughs> who the hell uses a voicemail nowadays? Who the fuck? Have... You tell me who the fuck uses voicemail nowadays? I do. I do. Why? Why? Send me a because... text. I will call. You. All you gotta do is call me. I'll see you in the call, and I'll call you back. You don't have to tell because... me why you called. Then I don't have to call you back. Here's the thing. I don't use that either. <laughs> I'm the assistant manager at my store, and I literally work 10-hour shifts every single fucking day. So whoever wants to call me, I mean, I'm usually too busy to pick up my phone, and I'll call you after. But I also don't program people's names into my phone, so, I mean, you're going to have to. See, I do, because somebody asked me, uh, what was it? Somebody asked me uh, Kirsty's phone number one time, and I didn't know it. And I was like, she speed dial three in my phone. Does that help? Like... (laughs) Like, I just, it's... I hit a button and it's there. I barely, I have to stop and think about my phone number when I have to write it on something. Because I'm like... You're not... Uh, you're, you're not lying. I always I, have to look at my number. I can't... Like, I, I never remember mine. But I'll remember, like, my number from when I was, like, four years old. Yeah, like, I yeah. Still I remember, remember that, like, phone number. No, like, my, like my family house phone number. Yeah. yeah, my childhood. Yeah, my childhood. 419-749-2055. Back before we had to zip code. Five one nine seven five nine five three five six. Paul's dry cleaning service. That was it. That was my number. I, like seriously. I still remember how pissed off my dad used to get whenever he'd pick up the phone to call somebody, and it was right when they started instigating that you have to use the area code because it used to be just the seven numbers. You would just oh, yeah. do da, 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 da. and he would dial and sit there and hold the headset to his ear, and it would just be silent. See, it was I waiting remember. on three more numbers, and he's like. <laughs> oh god damn it and he fucking hang I used up. to get really confused because growing up like I always knew my phone number and anytime it came to like you know calling your grandparents or your aunts and uncles and stuff like mom and dad always called it yeah. and I remember once I actually I, I'm pretty sure it's when we moved from up north and we moved south and I actually had to remember like my new phone number and I couldn't understand why North Bay was 705 and Barry was 705 like that stunned me and I was like <laughs> It's 7.05 everywhere? Like, what is this? <laughs> All of Northern Ontario is 7.05. I remember, I too, had... when, like, they, when they started, like, introducing that you had to dial the area code because that was only a few years ago. Yeah, and, like, it was weird. <laughs> it, it was so weird because it's like, why are we dialing these numbers? Like, if we want to call long distance, we do the area code. But the area code for, like, the next 12 hours away from me is the same <laughs> area code. Same. <laughs> I was like, why is Nana and Papa 705? Are they next door? I thought they were far. <laughs> well, imagine imagine if you lived in a city like I do, uh, like I do, Philadelphia. We have three area codes for the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, that's freaking. And you guys have weird ones like 987, two, like that. 215, 267, and 610. When I was yeah, in see? El Paso, I, when I was stationed in Fort Bliss, I remember uh, that city's got like five different zip codes. Wow. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, you always... It just depends on if you live on the north, south, east, yeah. or west end of town. <laughs> yeah, or central. Right in the middle, yeah. It's almost as bad as Toronto. Like, Toronto has how many area codes? Oh, fucking Toronto's ridiculous to me. <laughs> like, <Honestly>. yeah. 
I'm a true northerner, yeah. and as soon as it comes to going down south, I'm like, fuck that. Uh, Venus, <laughs> just to let you know, uh, after the discussion last night, uh, Brian and I have both decided we're going to take a trip up during Election Day up to the Great White North just so we could vote Trudeau out. Yes! Oh, please do. Yes. I'm fuck totally yes. against illegal immigrants voting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, not, it's like totally but legal, so it's not illegal immigrants. Here's the thing. Here's yes. the thing. I actually had a conversation with one of my friends today. She was over. And my boss, being as amazing as he is, he's actually a East Indian and he's from Bali. He said, like, he moved here about five years ago and all this stuff. And I've actually had full-on conversations with him. And I said, like, you know, did you know (laughs) when you were coming to Canada that you were coming to fucking Canada? (laughs) And and he flat out looked at me and said, like, so his family's not a traditional East Indian family. Um, His parents actually sent him and his sister here so they could be away from all the rules and the life that they would have been living there. Um Go so eat a cheeseburger. Well, that's he's like he said to me. He's like, I don't understand why the you know people who are immigrating to Canada, like it's Canada, why they're immigrating here, and then they're trying so hard to change the culture when ninety percent of the time that's what they're trying to get away from mm-hmm. is those rules and those you know those we laws. We have with moving from California to Texas. Yeah, like yeah. gun laws and shit yeah. like that, and yeah, yeah it's you know really, it's you unfortunate. Compare- you compare California to Texas, we have that coming from Mexico up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Texas is Texas. Like, that's all, what, like, the first thing you think about when you hear Texas Listen. is, like, big guns. Yeah, they got the big ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> I, also, I also... And big hair. Like, that's all yeah, I think about. <laughs> I, I'm also picturing, picturing, like, Yosemite Sam from Looney Tunes there. Like, <laughs> gun-toting oh, you Texan. Did- this 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 podcast gets played in the United States. Don't mention it's Timmy Sam. He's uh he's oh, banned yeah. for being too violent. Really? Yeah, oh come so, on. Yeah, no, I that's headcanon. I never fucking no. You'll say many Sam. He better be in the goddamn Space Jam too. Okay. I'm not playing. He I literally watched Looney Tunes religiously, and I mean. I I was a good kid. I, I'm a liar. I was a horrible friggin' bad child at one point. But I wasn't violent. Like I wasn't out like pushing rocks on top of my friends' heads and shit. Like well, that's a, I that's wouldn't a, have thought of that. And I'm normal, so well, see, yeah, that's, that's it. Like, <laughs> see, that's I used I to gonna... watch uh, Zena and like that. Like we yeah. were sort of like this little complex. So there used to be like. 15 houses on one side, 15 houses on the other side. And then along um, the one way, we there was like 10 houses there. And there was like a huge like play field in the middle of all these houses. And yeah. there used to be like so many kids. Like it, like, it was a great neighborhood for kids. Cause, like, all kids. I feel like, like that's the typical northern neighborhood. <laughs> like... Oh, that was in, um, that was near uh, Toronto. That was in Brantford. Oh, Jesus. And, oh, yeah. And so, like, we, like, all of us used to go outside and stuff, and, like, all these boys would be, like, you know, with their little manhood and their little toxic masculinity. Like, <laughs> you want to see my family jewels? And, oh, I'm a boy. I could beat you up. And then here comes <laughs> me, and I'm like, bitch, I watched Xena. I motherfucker. Like, you're going down. <laughs> you were that girl like me that when it came to playing King of the Castle and, like, King of the Hill, you like, the big mounds of snow, and you have to beat everybody up and get to the top of the hill first. You were that girl like me that was whipping all the boys off the top of the hill, just like, no. I had an older brother. He was seven years old. Yeah, like... (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, like he was seven years older than me, and he used to like like he's a whole fucked up story. Like we we have to do like a whole uh, topic on like Stick fucked up family members. <laughs> oh god, I'm just gonna permanently be on the show, guys. Okay, hi. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and so, anyways, um, like he he was like bipolar, schizophrenic, and stuff, and whatever. And like he was in cadets, and he was like, oh, I'm gonna be like this big army guy one day and shit. So he used to pick on me all the time, okay? And he's seven years older than me. So when he used to start with me, like, I used to whoop his motherfucking ass, okay? Yeah. And, like, this guy now, he's, like, six foot two, okay? So imagine how big he was when he was, like, 11, 12. Like, he was still pretty tall then. And I was just like, yeah, motherfucker, it's going down. And then he'd be, like, like calling my mom, like, she's beating me up again. And he'd be like, well, you fucking asked for it. And, like, one day he even, like, like, threatened me. Like, he stole my bike, my little, like, kid's bike, okay? Like, and I don't have training wheels on it. And he steals yeah. this bike from me. And I'm like, that's it. I'm just going to take your bike. And he's like, yo, okay, you can't ride that. You want to know what I did? I was sitting on the seat. I was bent over. I had my feet barely touching the handlebars. And I'm, like, kicking the handles to go. And I'm, like, driving with my hands, like, basically, like, on the shaft for the fucking uh steering part and i'm going and i'm like yeah okay like you want to go like <laughs> i'm stealing your bike too motherfucker <laughs> i was that girl so i'm pretty sure like shay you could relate to that <laughs> that type of girl oh my god are you kidding me my sister my sister used to chase me down and i mean so i was a really tiny kid and i'm still a really tiny person but i was a really really tiny kid um and my You're sister angry, right pardon you're what, 5'3", right? I'm 5'2", and I'm, like, 110 pounds now. <laughs> and I've never once, like, been over 115 pounds, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's, whatever. It is what it is. I can eat, like, a fucking man, though. Okay? Oh, <laughs> um, it's kind of a pain in the ass, especially, like, I, I honestly, like, I look like I'm a teenager, and I've got the size of a teenager, like, I just, it's not fair, but my sister was, um, so when I was born, I was, uh, four pounds, eight ounces when I was born. My sister was born nine pounds, seven ounces. So she was always a bigger girl and she used to like chase me around and sit on me. (laughs) And my mom would say to her, like, she's going to get bigger than you. Didn't really happen, but I got stronger because of like your brother, I went through cadets and all that stuff, right? So I kind of learned how to defend myself <laughs> in the best way possible, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At one point, like, it eventually turned into it. I remember we used to get into, like, full-on fist fights, and my mom would just be like, you guys are going to kill each other. And we're like, well, well one of us got to go. <laughs> yeah, only should- one. Her, my mom's big mistake was having two girls and only giving them two years apart from each other. Like, you literally asked for fucking hell. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I, I have a younger sister who's two years younger than me. And then I had one who passed away, and she was three years younger than me. So, not only did I have to fight off my older brother, who used to, like, pick on me and shit. I also had two little sisters who used to steal my shit. Yeah. And they, they used to cry, and they used to blame me for everything. Like, I was a horrible me, little I, sister. I guess we got all the ass beatings. Like, no wonder why I was, like, fucking beating my fucking older brother up. Like, <laughs> like can you imagine, would look like, at a three-foot three foot tall little girl, like, taking on this five-foot tall man? Like, <laughs> my sister used to look at me, and I'd just, like, scream. 
Just scream blue murder. My mom would be, Shannon, Leah, I swear to God. Start coming up the stairs. <laughs> Didn't have to do anything, just yell. You know, it's funny, I'm just wow. sitting here still thinking about the Looney Tune things and everything else. You're right, because, I mean, I grew up I grew up with Star Wars, like the original trilogy, and yep. most, the most my parents had to deal with with, with my stupidity for, for Star Wars was uh, my mother had to pew, learn... Pew. My mother had to learn not to buy red or green brooms because they the handle would be broken and I'd be outside with a new lightsaber. Yeah, you know, but I wasn't. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't. I, I, like like you said, I watched violent cartoons, violent movies, and never once had the thought cross my mind to do that shit because I wasn't a fucking no. idiot. Well, <laughs> even like I mean. And my, uh, we always talked about it too, my parents and all that, like Star Wars. My parents took me to go and see Star Wars, and, like when they came out in theaters in the 90s and all that. And I mean, they were PG-13 movies, and my parents have like a friggin' four or five, six-year-old in the movie theaters. So, I mean, they weren't too concerned with that. However, certain things, like my mom became really protective. I mean, what, I'm 20, I'm going to be 28, so closer to 30, but... Sailor Moon was like a big thing, and uh, oh, Power yes. Power Rangers was a big thing. I was not allowed to watch Power Rangers because yeah, it was too violent. Yeah, um, Sailor Moon because it was too violent. I wasn't allowed to have Barbie because she was an unrealistic version of a of a woman. Um, but I did, however, spend a lot of my time like you know taking computers apart and spend a lot of time with my dad doing. Well, wait a minute. Wait a, a minute. lot of. Wait a minute, no, Barbie. Here we go. Barbie here we was, go. Barbie was unrealistic. You, you, yes. you, you mean to tell me you can't have a pink and a Malibu dream house with working at McDonald's? No, and you know what? Here's the thing. I was born with natural blonde hair, and I did not get the double D boobs, and I did not end up tall. They lied. <laughs> so, you know what? Second. Same gonna, fucking thing. Out, now that we're talking about this, I want to see what Barbie's actual measurements were. <laughs> no, it's the internet. You know it's on here somewhere. Yeah, if she was a certain, if she was real and she was a certain height, like uh, how they said it was that literally, um, she would fall over because her waist was too small to hold up the weight of her chest. Her <laughs> arms would have been way too long for her body proportion. Like, check it. She would yeah, have been I'm weird. Yeah, her hands go like down to her, like her knees, pretty much, and yeah. like the average woman's hands go down to like just below your waist. And uh, they try to make bubble. us believe that we were supposed to look like that bitch, right? <laughs> but her hair okay. used to get pretty bad after the scissors got to it. Like I'm not gonna lie. I do <laughs> admit though, that they they have adjusted Barbie a lot over the years. She is yeah. now more diverse, and. You know, they do plus sizes and short Barbie and tall Barbie and if I'm not if I'm not like mistaken and stuff. Yep. Okay, so if I'm not oh, mistaken, ahead, Chris, Barbie if I'm not mistaken, Barbie was always diverse. I mean, yeah, what what we're talking about with the uh unreal. Well, yeah, they had the black and white ones. Was like the eighties and nineties version of Barbie, but I mean like when you go back to when Barbie was created yeah, Barbie was a lot more. I, I forgive the term, but for lack of better term here, homely. Yeah, well, she was Susie Homemaker. Okay, which kind of so like. here are Barbie's proportions <laughs> compared to the U.S. average. Oh, okay, Lord. and it's got a Barbie doll in underwear with a average American woman in underwear standing next to him, and the the real life girl looks way better. But anyway. Uh, so Liar. the head, which I guess is around, 
I guess the head. I guess they go around. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, twenty-two inches for Barbie, and twenty inches for the U.S. average woman. Next so for an average woman. Smart. Yeah. Right. Okay. So neck for an average woman is fifteen inches. Barbie's neck was nine. Uh, uh, the typical female bust is thirty-five inches, and Barbie's was thirty-two. Biceps on a woman are thirteen inches. Uh, Barbie's is seven. Forearm on a on a real woman was eleven. Barbie was six. Uh, wrist is six and a half, and Barbie was three and a half. Waist is thirty five inches. Uh, waist on Barbie was sixteen. Oh, hips, Jesus. hips are forty inches on a woman. Twenty nine inches on Barbie. Thighs are twenty five inches on a woman, and sixteen on uh, Barbie. The calves on a woman are 16 inches on average. Uh, Barbie was 11. And, and this is like a huge difference. Ankle on a typical woman is 9 inch, and Barbie is 6 inch. Jesus. I, so I always have to get a measuring tape now and see like how so I'm around. But then I'm like, but my yeah. belly wouldn't be like like normal. And like like my arms are starting to get bloated. And like, you know, my ass is like stretching out. And everything yeah, but you're is pregnant. Like, that doesn't count. I know, and it's like, well, fuck, now I can't even compare myself to Barbie. But I'm pretty sure before my pregnancy, my waist was about 31 inches, and my um, hips would have been about 34 inches. See, so I think he got, like, the invert triangle. Oh, body see, height. I'm a, I'm and a skinny person. And Barbie would person. wear a size 3 shoe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's my yes, shoe. That's realistic. She's feet. Well, with the with the exception of the feet part here, two thing two things really shocked me here. Number one, Barbie isn't that off from from the normal girl, uh, by the average normal girl by U.S. standards, that much. I mean, yes, yeah, but here, okay, she's but a, here's she's a big chested, big headed uh, alien. No, anorexic here's alien. Here's the thing: she's not she's not big chested. She's small chested. Because I'm okay, so I'm five foot two. I'm about a hundred and ten pounds, like I said, and possibly 34 around around like the chest um and that's like my like that's a basic size and i'm a small petite person so for them to say 32 that's like a child's fucking chest cavity man (laughs) it is it's like so weird like she's like this like stretched out like little midget (laughs) yes i've got to prove it now but I know why my mom didn't let me have Barbies. Allowed to have Barbies because they were unrealistic, but GI Joe and his fucking Ugh. like fifty pack was GI so Jane. Yeah. GI Jane was okay. GI <laughs> Jane was just like this hardcore Amazon Barbie. <laughs> like, she was, was Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to. You're you're mistaken. <laughs> like, like no, she's just, just badass. Like she's had like the whole artillery and everything, and it's like she's still got like the body of Barbie, pretty much. But yeah. she's got a gun, so she's not. So she's but, okay. So. I mean, I've had a lot of people ask me over, like, well, especially recently, they're like, "Like you're so small." And I mean, I work in a pizza store. I literally eat pizza every single effing day of my life. I'm not lying. <laughs> every day. I don't gain a single pound, and I've always been so small. Um, you're under 30. Don't worry. That'll change. Oh, yeah. No, you're coming up on it. You know what? I'm so worried about that. Like, when I was, like, you I got guys. pregnant at, like, 19 before. Oh, I'm not trying, and, I'm like, not trying to jinx you. I'm just telling you it happened. I was skinny no, like, as a rail until yeah. 32, and then all of a sudden I woke up, and I'm fat. Just, at, <laughs> like, literally, it was that fast. Yeah. 
But men are, like men, are, men are different. <laughs> than oh, women yeah, but too. 19, though, being pregnant, like, I, yeah. like, I barely, like, I gained 68 pounds, like, th- for, for my first pregnancy, but then after my second one, I had lost even more weight than what I started off with when I um, yeah. got pregnant for him, and so, like, I d- ended up with, like, no stretch marks on my tits, um, I had no stretch marks on my belly, I had a few on my, like, ass and hips and stuff, and now I'm, like, almost 30, and I'm pregnant, and I'm, like, you know what, this is the biggest mistake, like, my body's gonna hate me for this, like, it is so- not gonna go back after this. I- I have been quite the lazy, lazy couch potato lately. But I mean, like I said, like everybody asks me all the time. They're like, why are you so small? And I honestly chalk it up to the fact like I did a lot of, um, I want to, I don't want to say military service, but I did a lot of cadets and I went to the Royal Military College in Kingston and went to Acadia and all these different uh, military colleges. So I was literally built, like trained to be physically fit (laughs) and, um, my lazy ass has not left the couch for like two years and I've eaten pizza for two years, but I still have that same physique because of the fact that I was so physically healthy before. <coughs> I actually also try to run all the time, but it's, that it's, doesn't happen. It's funny. You said you work at a pizza store. Cause I got a funny story real quick. Not to, not to throw everybody off, but we were at a, we were at a pizza store. We were at a pizza hut uh, <laughs> in Arkansas somewhere one time. And I swear to God, the tallest woman I've ever seen in my life was working behind the counter. And I mean, she was seriously like seven and a half foot tall. I was like, holy shit, there's no guy. And uh, people were like, afterwards, after this happened, uh, people, uh, you know, I realized what was going on. People were taking pictures with her and stuff. But she was behind the counter and I decided to pop off and make a joke. And I'm like, are you standing on a box? Are you just that freakishly tall? And she looked at me and was like, I guess I'm just that freakishly tall. You're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Because I seriously thought she was standing on a box. And I'm like. Oh, my dad just kind of gave me that look like, thanks, dick. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, going to smack you upside the head. Out of here. So uh, we ended up going and sitting down. And then I was, my dad's like, are you fucking serious? What the fuck were you thinking? And I'm like, I thought she was standing on a box. <laughs> no, oh, my God. Like, how old were you? Oh, I was 11. I was going to say, were you old enough? Like Cause that's bad. Oh, no, no. I wouldn't say that <laughs> nowadays. No, I was like 11. I remember, like, my fir- the first time, like, my, like, little, little sister, she was, like, two or three or something, and, like, we were in, like, this one store, and, like, it was, like, and, like, my parents, like, our neighborhood was, like, white, and, like, we used to go to church all the time, and, like, everyone was, like, white and stuff, and so, like, this one time, she's, like, she stops, and she's, like, staring at this, like, black man shopping, and she's just staring at him, and my mom's, like, what are you doing, and she's, like, mom, that is such a beautiful black man. And he just smiled and like this little three-year-old girl saying that. <laughs> Melts your heart. You're like, yes, he is. <laughs> like, like he was Y'all. older. Like it was like such a long time ago, but he was older, like um, probably in his 40s or something and whatever. And like, you know, like people just hate that feeling when you're staring at them and stuff. But you know, the I... stuff that will come out of a kid's mouth is like so unpredictable. Like she yeah. wasn't just like she wasn't just like yo, it's, it's a black man. She's like he, that is such a beautiful black man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. One of my delivery drivers, like he is beautiful, and I'm like you are beautiful, and I've told him that, and he's like he's he's actually from Jamaica, <laughs> like this giant. He's like six foot something. And every time he comes in there, he's got this big like Rasta hair, the dreadlocks. Hello, my brother. Like, yeah, hey man, how's it going? You got me. <laughs> I'm always like, oh my God. Sheet. Yeah. Every time he comes in there, I'm like, you know, there's there's not many times in my life where I will look at somebody and be like, 
you are beautiful, but he is one of those people where I'm like, you are just beautiful. <laughs> like <laughs> My daughter need too a- this one time. Um, so we're at this carnival and like, it was like, she lives in a predominantly white town and like, she's got like black kids in her school now. And she's got like native kids in her school now. And like, she's got like a di- more diverse class, yeah. but like in kindergarten and stuff, um, she didn't really have that diversity. Like in the past couple of years, like there's been a lot of like, um, culture, cultural differences and stuff that yeah. have come up. And so anyways, like we're at the carnival and she, there's like this, there's black family there. And there's this little girl and she's just staring at this little girl. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, you can't just stare. Like, that's not really polite. And she's like, but mom, she's got the most beautiful hair I've ever seen. And her dad was like giving her dirty looks before this. Right. So I'm like, Hey, like, you know, like you're making her dad feel uncomfortable. And as soon as she said that, like, he just like lit up. He's like, Oh my God. Like, (laughs) like that, that was just beautiful. That's working where I work. Like I get to, come in contact with a lot of different people and this one day and I definitely made this kid's day and the mom was like super happy and she was so proud I was in the back of my store and I was actually doing like I was doing some dough I was pre-prepping for the day the next day and I just happened to look up into the cameras like at my lobby and I'm not kidding you from the other side like from the cameras I like left the one side of the store made a beeline across the store to walk up to this kid and be like, you have the most beautiful Afro I've ever seen in my life. He had a legit like fro, like things, a fro you never see anymore. And I walked up, I'm like, your hair is epic. Like, it is just so cool. And I, I like, I've never seen somebody with hair like that before. And his mom was just like, yeah, it took me hours. Like, <laughs> I was like, that is so cool. Like to actually see like a fro man who, you don't see that in it every day now. Like, no, no. Usually, like, like even like black women have like weaves and stuff and whatever. Yeah, and you, you can't even see their natural hair. But I, I guess they don't like it when we like, talk about their hair and stuff. But yeah, I see like well, the word weave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're offended by that. No, I, I, uh, That's one of my appropriation. One of my friends when I was growing up, and um, it was my first time. Like, so I grew up. Phoenix knows where I grew up in North Bay. And I mean, most of that town is just natives. For the most part, you have your white people, but <laughs> it's mostly natives. And uh, I actually remember a family, they actually moved from South Carolina. I became really good friends with the two kids. Their names were uh, Mikey and Mara. Anyway, and I had never actually been around somebody who was of color, like that color. And that was the first time where I actually got to learn about like shea butter and what they use shea butter for, for their skin and all that stuff. Um, I never realized how coarse um, black people's hair was and like they use special oils for their hair so that it's easier to deal with and all this stuff. And I was like, couldn't believe it that it was like that different just because of a, you know, skin color, but crazy yeah, hair. Have, like, <laughs> they put a lot of care into their hair. Like, yeah. Coconut oil. Like honestly, we can like brush our hair, throw it up, forget about it for like the week. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easier for them. Just, I guess we went off the topic there. Right? Oh, we went. You know what? There's always. I, I don't even know what y'all were talking about before I dropped in. Uh, okay, so Brian, have you ever had one of your exes throw food at you or thrown food oh, at one of your exes? So this <laughs> is what we asked. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, sorry guys, no. I gotta go. <laughs> no, I've never had anybody throw food at me. 
uh, Have you had an object thrown at you? <laughs> yes, several times. Hell, that happens nowadays with my wife. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, she'll find the heaviest fucking thing that won't give me a concussion and just chucks it. But secrets? It's well, no, no, you're right. That's the difference Usually between it's love a TV and hate. Remote. That that that's that's the difference between love and hate. Love, <laughs> love is you don't want to leave uh, a permanent injury. Yeah, hate is you don't give a fuck. See, love, yeah, no. is, love, is love and knowing that you're together is knowing that if you throw it hard enough, there's going to be a hospital bill that you have to help pay. So <laughs> then you, you don't chuck heavy shit. Well, see, you just Joy's just, being in Canada. We don't have to. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I was like, I didn't have that worry. I was just like, fuck my bong. But, uh, we just got to figure out like a, like a story to cover it up and be like, yeah, no, I didn't throw a bong. She fell down the stairs. Yeah. yeah. That's that, what he fell. Brian proved the point. The difference between love and hate is love is you get the remote control. Yeah. Hate is you get the TV. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love is better, believe me. But no, I've I've never had anything thrown at me uh out of anger. Uh but I have had the police call on me several times oh, when yeah. I didn't even know what was going on. Like uh mm-hmm. so so I'm what drunk happened? Were you? <laughs> I wasn't. I was in the military time. Oh god, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, I was in Iraq getting oh. police call on me. Yeah, no, it was Wait, it was, was it was it like police or was it like MP? No, no, no. I was getting emails from sheriff's department okay. back home. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? So, so what happened was right before I deployed uh, for the first time, uh, the girl I was dating at the time, uh, I'm going to call her. I was going to call her. She who should not be named because I don't use her name. Uh, but her name is Nicole Farmer. She lives in Van Wert, Ohio. If you're watching this, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, damn. So, so uh, wow. oh, no, 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 there's a really good story. With this one, there's, so. there's a really, really good story to this. So okay. she uh, she broke up with me because because you have a small I was coming home for two weeks. before. Yeah, well, that too. I was coming home for two weeks before I deployed. And she asked me like two weeks before. She's like, hey, uh, while you're home, uh, Harry Potter, Death, Deathly Hallows Part One is coming out. And she was this big Harry Potter freak. And she's like, do you oh, want to go see this with me? I remember. Yeah. And I was oh. like, yeah, sure. And she's like, OK, well, opening night is since and so I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, we can go. So, like, two days later, my sister calls me, and she goes, hey, I got us tickets to Cedar Point, uh, and they're only good for this day. We're going to have to go that day. And I'm like, ooh, that's the same day I was supposed to go see the movie with Nicole. Uh, I'm sure she wouldn't under- – I'm sure she'll understand. We'll just go the very next day to see the movie. I know everybody wants to hang out before I deploy. That's cool. I'll, we'll just go the next day. So I called her and said, hey, can we push it back a day? And she said, why? And I told her that, you know, my sister – I didn't – she I didn't, hadn't told my sister we were going to see the movie, but she bought tickets for Cedar Point that were non-refundable. They were only good for that day, and anybody who's been to Cedar Point knows you don't waste money on tickets for Cedar Point. Yeah. Uh, so – and she she went off the fucking deep end. I mean went off the fucking deep end and ended up hanging up on me. Well, I was at the point where I was just like, I don't fucking need this. I'm getting ready to go into a combat zone. I don't need to be dealing with this shit on top of it. So I ignored it for like three days. Tried calling her, got a voicemail, and oh. I was like, okay, well, that's it then, I guess. So, uh, and, and she was still in Ohio. I was in Texas. I was in El Paso. So I get a message from her uh, uh, a couple days later saying, well, since we haven't talked, I guess this is it. Adios. And I was like, whatever. Okay. Bye. <laughs> so I come home on leave, and I was home uh, maybe three days, and she found out I was in town. And... Uh, she had said she wanted so she said she wanted her class ring back which i still had 
but you know, considering her dad pawned mine, uh, oh. I was I was kind of like, oh, I don't really fuck this girl, right? So yeah. So the last night I'm home, I'm trying. I took my sister to a drive-in. She wanted to go see a movie. I don't even remember what fucking movie it was. Uh, Harry Potter and the Death. Oh no, Hollow. you know what? It was Green Lantern. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. It was Green Lantern. No, it wasn't either Green Lantern. What was it? I don't even remember what the fuck it was. But anyway, it would be super funny if it was Harry Potter. <laughs> I know, right? So uh, we're at the drive-in theater. And I feel I hear a tap on my window. Oh, no. And I, I open the door and look out and it's her with my best friend. And I'm like, that's that's borderline so Scottish. I, so I, I just shut the door. Right. And my sister's like, who is it? Who, who the fuck was that? I was like, yeah, it was her. And he's like, and she's like, are you serious here? And I'm like, yeah. So I hear another tap and I look and it's just my buddy. And I open the door and I'm like, what's going on? And he goes. Guess the cat's out of the bag, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, kind of, motherfucker. And uh, <laughs> I was like, you know she's psycho, right? And he's like, well, we kind of got together after the whole thing. And I was like, I don't give a fuck how you got together. I don't even give a shit. I'm just letting you know she's psycho. Uh, I'm sure she probably told you some fucked up story about me. So uh, I'm just, just letting you know. But you, you better batten down the hatches because this is, this is a level of crazy that I've never fucking seen before. And, uh, and, and she thought, and her, her mayor or her, um, grandfather was the mayor of the town we lived in. So she thought she'd get wow. away with fucking anything. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so he was like, well, we just need to talk to you about some things real quick and then we'll leave you the fucking line. I know you're leaving tomorrow. And I'm like, I really don't want to fucking talk to you guys right now. And he's like, she just wants her class ring back. I'm like, you know what? When we're done here, I will go home, get it. I will take it to your house and I will give it to your parents to give to her. And he's like, all right, cool. So we leave the drive through and I call or the dr- the drive through the drive in. I call my dad and I tell him what's going on. He's like, do not take that ring. Do not take that fucking ring. He goes, they're trying to get you in trouble for some shit. Do not take that ring. You were getting ready to deploy. You cannot get in trouble. I'm like, all right, cool. So we just went home. And I accidentally took the ring with me back to El Paso. <laughs> so I get back to El Paso and I'm getting ready to, to you know, we're, we're gearing up in the next like month to leave. And I get a call from the sheriff in the town I lived in saying that uh, she needed to have that ring back. And I was like, well, I'll have to find it. I go, if I find it, I'll send it back. He's like, all right, cool. So I tell my sergeant what's going on, and he's like, and I, and, and I was a tanker in the military. I drove an Abrams tank. Uh, 70 tons of you can go fuck off is exactly what they are. <laughs> and uh, I told him what was going on. He's like, do you have the ring? And I go, yeah. And he goes, come here, let's go to the motor pool. I was like, all right. So we go to the motor pool. And he fires up our tank and he sets it down. And he's like, pull forward about five inches. And we rolled that motherfucker over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I sent it back to her. So that was all there was. That was the last thing that was said. I actually sent it to my dad and he took it to the police department who they took it and gave it to her. Right. <laughs> and it, yeah. So, so I deploy, I'm in Iraq, right? I'm on the opposite side of the fucking world. I am physically as far away from this girl as I can physically get unless i'm on the fucking moon she's losing her shit (laughs) yeah so i get an email from her dad saying you need to leave her the fuck alone the next time i find out that you are fucking stalking her house and shit i will call the fucking police i'm like motherfucker i am in iraq if i could reach through this fucking computer and strangle you i fucking would and he's like i don't fucking believe you i'm like i don't give a shit if you fucking believe me or not (laughs) go ahead and call the fucking police i want you to do it so that's, I mean, that's, that's the end of that while I was deployed. When I came home, this, this is where it gets really good. When I, when I came home, I, w- I was going to be home for three weeks. 
and I got home on Christmas Eve. So it was this big surprise for my family on Christmas Eve and, and, and all this shit, right? Blah, 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 whatever. So I come home on Christmas Eve. The next day is Christmas. And then the next day, we get to the next day, the day after. The next day, we go to Walmart. And as we're walking in, her best friend is walking out. <laughs> and she looks up and sees me, stops, and then goes to her phone and fucking starts texting. I'm like, oh, well, fuck. You know who knows I'm in town now. <laughs> and uh, so the very next day, I have a voicemail. I did have a voicemail set up then, Chris. I had a voicemail <laughs> from, a, from a sheriff's deputy in the town we live in saying that the next time I emailed her, that he was going to come and arrest me for harassment. So I told my dad about it, and he's like, did you email her? I go, no, and I showed her my phone, and there was no email. Nothing. I was like, I just want her to leave me the fuck alone. I want her to I just had another email address. Leave me the fuck alone. So the next day, we decide we're going to go to the police department, and we're going to settle all this shit. My dad's like, no, we're going. We're going to settle this once and for all. So we go in. And we asked for the same sheriff, uh, deputy sheriff that had emailed me and uh, uh, told him what was going on, how she kept emailing me while I was in Iraq and all this shit. And he's like, yeah, he goes, we, ha- we actually have reports from the last couple months that you were stalking outside of her house and you're trying to vandalize vehicles and stuff. I'm like, sir, I've been in Iraq. I just came home from Iraq like not a week ago. I'm home <laughs> like this is this is it. I've not been here. That's I've been me. on the opposite side of this fucking planet. How the fuck would I do that? And he goes, well, that's an excellent point. He goes, well, she says she's been, you've been sending her these emails, too. And I'm looking at the emails. I'm like, you can trace that fucking IP address and tell me where it yeah. comes from. So, uh, and you can do that. You can do it on your fucking computer. Just pull it up. You can trace that. You can see exactly what city and state it came from. And it came yeah. from the town we were in at the time. And I was like, I've been in Iraq. Sorry. He's like, all right. He goes, well, we'll talk to her and we will have her leave you alone. I'm like, that's not good enough because this girl is seriously psychotic. So as we're sitting there talking to him about this, stuff, we were there for maybe an hour talking about this <laughs> and his phone rings and he looks down at it and he looks at it. And he goes, it's her calling me. So he answers it and he goes, hello. And this is all I heard from my end of the conversation. He goes, hello. And he looks up at us and he grins her big and he's like, really? How long ago was that? About 20 minutes ago? Would you be willing to come in and fill out a police report saying that that he was there? All right, we'll see you in about we'll see you in about five ten minutes. So he hangs up and he tells us that she was calling him to let him know that I had just tried to kick in her front fucking door, <laughs> like wow. twenty minutes before. And he's like, "Now I know she's fucking lying." He's like, yeah. "I need you guys to come with me." So we went into this other office to the side, and she comes in. And fills out the police report talking about how she's going to press charges against me and all this shit. How I'm off my chain. How I mean, how I got discharged from the military. And I'm like, like I, I don't think so. And, all this shit. <laughs> and uh, he's wow. like, all right, cool. Just sign the police report and everything. She's like, all right, cool. So she signs it. Goes, Brian, wait, where wait. was I? He's like, wait here for just a minute. And he walks into the office where and he's like, come on, guys. So we walk in, and as soon as we walk in, the color drains from her fucking face. Like, completely, like, death white. Like, the wall behind me, just white. And he goes, you have two options. You can either leave this man alone, stay the fuck out of his life, and stop bothering us every fucking time you want to try to do something to him. Or, I can press charges for you and arrest you right now for falsifying a police report. It's your option. It's, it's your choice. And she got fucking pissed like started throwing shit on his desk and then turned around walked out wow <laughs> never heard from her i haven't heard from her since God, but no, it's just like this level of fucking crazy 
because I wouldn't go see a Harry Potter movie with her. <laughs> like, that's where it started. Like, what the fuck? Uh, Brian, I, well... Brian, you know what the next question I ask you is, don't you? Out yeah. of all this, you know what the next question is. Want to do a commentary for Harry Potter and the Deadly Hollows? I don't know why. I'll email wow. Yeah, we could totally do that. And I could be, I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> I'm so I'm... glad I'm watching it with my friends. <laughs> that looks so crazy. <laughs> but I remember after all that happened, then oh, part two came out I'm like just, the following I'm... year. And I remember going and seeing that in theaters by myself in El Paso. And I was just like, stupid bitch. Like the whole time I was sitting there, just a stupid bitch. You're like, this movie was great. Yeah, <laughs> And then, wow. and then actually, no, uh, I, I actually did fuck <laughs> her after that because I could get away with it because nobody would believe her. And no, I, I do remember after I went and saw part two, I had one of my buddies send her a message with all the fucking spoilers in it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely fucking great. That's something that I would do. <laughs> Let, let's yeah. be, re- let's be real. You were getting your dad to send all the uh, emails and kick out our door and shit, weren't you? Yeah. Let's be real. In let's reality. Be real. <laughs> your dad. Oh, when Brian stops talking, I see how it is, Venus. You've, I'm in that fucking group too. <laughs> I know you are. It's just like, well, you know, okay. Chris always likes a commercial around 45 minutes an hour. Yeah. I'm like, okay, as soon as Brian's done, we'll get on that commercial so we can all get right, right back into it. it. Let's do it. Okay. We'll be be right back with It Had to Be Said with Venus. Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which one he turns into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every for your dose of analysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it, we can overthink it. Think to the brink. Available on all podcast platforms. That's offensive. It's a live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. Guest show weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content. Sexual content. Trigger warning. Do you dare say it? Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello, and say that the guys from Radiocast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3333. Hey everyone, this is John Polly. Check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host Christopher Stolly discuss news and theories surrounding one of the largest franchise movie franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday, Adrian.
as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM, ever find podcast for her. Hey everyone, this is Dak. This is Liam. And this is White People Shit. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe you're buying week. I'm speaking strong. It means twice a week, you douche. Oh. Yeah, listen to us twice a week. On White People Wednesdays, we talk about ace, zombies, superhero sex positions. And on Feature Peep Fridays, we interview the Feature Peep of the Week. Yeah, like a search wps podcast and look for the white dude in red pajamas we're on apple podcast stitcher spotify youtube and anywhere i guess we believe in equal opportunity humor where all things can be made fun of so if your feelings get hurt and you're offended you can always eat a dick Hi, my name's Chris, and I'm here to the Realm of the Mist podcast. Podcast, we talk about all the great things from movies, music, books, comic books, and many other forms of entertainment, as well as politics, current events, just general having a good time. If you're looking for a podcast that is right up your alley, look no further than Realm of the Mist podcast. Here on Anchor.fm or where nine podcasts can be heard. Three eyed turtle? Is that alright? <laughs> a fucking a three eyed turtle. Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? <laughs> well, join us for after hours where everything is funny to Lisa us on Anchor.fm and where oh quality God. podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? <laughs> I don't know. CC started this shit. It's their fucking fault. Hey, and we're back to It Had to Be Said with Venus and Shay and Chris and Brian and our pee. ex-horror stories. <laughs> you, you may be excused from the right table. Bat. <laughs> Shake it more so than I... once you're playing with it. <laughs> So I've got another email to read, um, and I think this one, well, it's, it's Shay did not write this one, by the way, but it's, it sounds awfully a lot like Shay. Yeah. But, okay, so it was so easy to fall in love with him. He swept me off my feet and made me believe he was the best thing for me. Um, move on to two months later. We get our own place. It was the worst place ever, no lie. And he said it was all he could get, so I went in because we both had nowhere else to live. I used, I loved him so much, we got into drugs together and would always fight. He was so violent and a narcissist. Made me feel so small and like I was always walking on eggshells. Made me believe that I was the bad one. Things were so bad at times, I would go into the bathroom and cry on the floor, pulling chunks of my hair out. It took me so long to walk away from the violence and emotional abuse. When the day finally came, it took so much courage and strength to walk away and stay away. Two years in August, I'm still building Please myself tell me the up. Microphone, pick that up. No. <laughs> I have an amazing man, and my children are back in my life. Life's not perfect, but it's pretty close for me. I am a warrior. I feel like 
she also dated my ex. <laughs> we've all dated her ex, I swear. Even I've dated her ex. <laughs> yeah, we've all dated a Matthew Simon. That's Chris. that's the best part. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, I'm more of a man. I'm more of a man than you could ever be, and more of a woman than you could ever get, Brian. Oh, I'll let Kirsty know. Uh oh, you're gonna have a fight on your hands. I'll let her know. Don't do that. She hates me enough as is. (laughs) Oh, there's that man fucking shrinking away from a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) She's pregnant. Her emotional. You're dead. dead. She'll sprint to your ass. (laughs) Well, just remember, you send Kirsty to me. I'll send Jen to you. She still owes you. (laughs) Bring her on. Bring her on. I'll take her. She's Jen like, ain't hormonal. I can handle. I can handle that. Dude, she's she. She ain't hormonal. She's like a rabid squirrel. She will fuck your nuts up, dude. <laughs> oh my god. What I'm am sure I hearing right funny. now? <laughs> you're hearing. You're hearing the natural male fear dude, for his life. I will, I'm I will, sending my girl after you. Look, I. <laughs> this will, is real masculinity right here. <laughs> I, will, I will not lie to you, man. She. She may need a step stool, but she will kick your ass. Okay. <laughs> Reminds me of a drill sergeant I had in the military. Off of that. <laughs> anyway, back to this. Back to this email. Okay. So back to the narcissistic assholes we've all dated. Oh, I don't think any one of us could ever say that we have not dated one of these people. Like everyone is so guilty of this, and like honestly, how much it fucks you up afterwards. Like, okay, so this girl actually managed to like fall in love with this guy like two years later you know and I guess she lost her kids pretty much lost herself in the relationship with the drugs and whatnot and like <laughs> how relatable is that to like everyone like maybe yeah. not like exact points but I mean I'll let the guys go first because that's all key for me <laughs> these relationships really help us find ourselves though like you know after we go through shit like that like there's no going back to that like you <laughs> fucked up once it's like well <laughs> honestly like i mean prime example is me and my boyfriend now and my my past relationship so um i mean i was saying earlier i unfortunately was involved with a narcissistic sociopath for four years and for the whole trauma, like, I mean, I've got PTSD, which is something that people in the military actually deal with when they go off, you know, off to Iraq and off to fight wars and stuff like that. And unfortunately, I'm dealing with it from not as a traumatic experience as what somebody who's serving is, but it's uh, it's hard and it's been a difficult journey for me and my boyfriend in general um i'm really fortunate that i have such a supportive boyfriend that is with me every step of the way and you know took a chance on me he's he's been there for me ever since but uh he himself has to deal with the the battles of you know what i had to deal with in my past and i you know have projected it on our relationship in one way or another and you know i we get into arguments and I have my relapses or my episodes and stuff like that, or, you know, the littlest thing happens. So he's got to deal with it on his side. And unfortunately being in those relationships, it does a lot of damage. But I also, we were talking about it the other day and I said, you know, part of what happened with me is, you know, it's traumatic to me, but it also being able to talk about it. And two years later, 
moving past it. It's made me a stronger person and it's made me be able to become a better person than what I was. My ex had me be quite the uh, piece of shit to, (laughs) to everybody. I did, you know, a lot of drugs and I ruined a lot of relationships with friends and family, but it hasn't been until the last two years where having this new relationship and not being with somebody who was so abusive and so controlling and, you know, taking advantage of me all the time. It's, it's weird to see the difference in it being a new, new setting. <laughs> There's like uh, literally that one person that can break you. And then that one person that like build you right back up after. Yeah. Well, and that's, I, I even said to my boyfriend the other day, cause I mean, especially lately over the last couple of weeks, I've had more ec- episodes than I'd like to admit. And it's, it is what it is, but I've said to him, you know, cause his, he, and this is where the whole me coming on the podcast and talking about it is his whole, you know, his fears himself is that he's afraid that I'm, you know, stuck in the past and that there was, you know, so much damage done that I can't come back from it kind of thing. But I've said to him, you know, when I'm waking up in the middle of the night from these, not dreams, but I guess memories and I'm waking up and I'm feeling like I'm back in that same situation that I was in before. He's the only person that actually grounds me to where I am right now in my life right now. And, you know, everything that's going on. So, I mean, <clears throat> that how, helps. How, question. How, how, how long apart was it from when you finally broke away from, from stupid fuckface and <laughs> and got with this guy? Um, I mean, well, I'm me and, Fuckface, we're, we were, uh, I mean, it was a toxic relationship for four years on and off. So, I mean, there was, there was a period, I guess the last year of our relationship where I guess that was more where I started to realize where, you know, I had to walk away and things would be better and all that stuff. So, I mean, we had split up at one point and I actually ended up going out. One of my friends was like, Hey, you know, you're in a, a slump and he's a piece of shit. Let's go out have a few drinks and just go be girls. And, uh, she actually took me to a party at another mutual friend's place. And she had a couple other people there. And that's actually the first time I ever talked to the guy I'm dating now and never met him or anything. So we had met each other and kind of hung out a little bit. And then about a year and a half after that, I ended up, well, a year later, sorry, I ended up leaving my ex and then I unfortunately went to jail and spent a few months in jail and was trying to, you know, recover and all this stuff. But uh, I ended up finding him, I'm going to say, less than a year after me and my ex. And even that, it was for me and him to hang out with each other. It was really difficult for me to even do that and, you know, spend time with another man and be alone with another man for that fact. So. Well, the now re- we're on two years, well, and the, the, the reason the reason I asked was because of uh, I know one of the hardest things, especially when you come from a, a bad relationship, and even I'm guilty of this with with poor Jen. Jen's a saint, but after the shit that I yeah. went through with my ex, with my with my ex wife, like the biggest thing I always fear, and that we all do in some way, shape, or form, is we wind up making our current pay for our past. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how, how my ex-wife treated me, 
I have taken it out on. I didn't mean to, but I have taken it. One of the worst things I ever did was uh, it, our first argue, our first real argument. And it just, I had a flashback moment, and I turned around and I called her my ex-wife's name. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> did I fucking regret Big mistake, that. Oh, yeah. but it happens. <laughs> it wasn't conscious. It's not like I was trying to be a bitter dick. It's just the name that came no. out. And I, I, I literally did the, stopped I did after the same I said thing. it, too. Like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, See, being... Me and my current boyfriend, we were having a fight, and I used to go with him to his old job when we first started dating, which was, like, in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. And, like, he worked at a smoke shack, and we were, I was at his job with him the one day, and we were fighting. And in the middle of fighting, I called him my ex's name. I'm in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. The only person who can drive my ass home, literally, I just called him the wrong name. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's <laughs> I screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong person. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so yeah, that that was the reason I I wondered because I was wondering how fresh the breakup was. Like obviously this guy was toxic and and terrible to you and and yeah. and all that. But I was I was wondering if you had any time to self-heal before uh, you was... jumped into another situation. Well, and and I'm not calling your current boyfriend a situation. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? No. Um, no, like, there was there was a, enough of a, a grace period. I mean, um, me and my ex had split up, and it was the real breaking point. And, I mean, it was me walking away at the same time, but we had actually had the police come into contact with us. And what had happened was that he was taken into custody, and they pretty much looked at me and said, we can either, like, take you, or we can let you go, and if we let you go, like, we want you to take this opportunity. Do something with us. Um, so I did. He, They had taken him away, and I actually ended up packing all my shit up, and I went and lived, moved in with my mom. Um, I had been in living with my mom for a few months, um, and then I started hanging out with my now boyfriend. Um, we started talking and all that stuff, so... There was a little bit, like, there probably could have been a bigger grace period in between, but there was a good enough one. At the same time, I had gotten in a little bit more trouble, and this kind of goes on the subject of, you know, the crazies making false <laughs> accusations and stuff like that. Um, my ex had actually turned around and said that I was harassing him when there was a no contact order in place between the two of us. So I knew that if I were to turn around and actually get a hold of him, like, I would have gone to jail. I was let go on my own recall. Like they were like, if you screw up, we're taking you. <laughs> like, how does so that, wait a minute. How the would, does that work? Because I had pretty much the similar thing happen to me with my ex-wife. Uh, she, I caught her cheating on me. The long story short is I caught her cheating on me and yeah. the cops were called from our argument and the cops told me to go, you know, co go cool off. So I left the house, took a couple days, stayed at a, play, a friend's house. I was intending to come home. And I come home, I walk in, and of course her boyfriend, her boyfriend now, who she was cheating on yeah. me with, was in my house. So I flip shit, again, the cops were called, and I was told to leave um, my own home. And next thing you know, I'm trying to see my kids, and all of and a sudden, no all of a sudden, i am got cops knocking at my door, and they take me to yeah. jail for harassment. And I spent, because it's I spent 10 days in jail so she can get a PFA order to get me removed from my own house. Yeah. So 
Unfortunately, and I mean, that's why I say, like, I, how how does that happen? They give you a choice. They so, didn't give me a choice. They didn't even let me tell they, my side of the story. Well, and the here's the thing. So, like, we, me and my ex, we have a very bad and long history with each other. He actually has, in total, over thirty seven assault charges on me. So that's thirty seven separate times that he has been charged by the police because he has physically assaulted me in some way. She, shape or form and that's should have got past the first one it shouldn't have and that's and again you know that's a a lot of that blames on me i shouldn't have gone back and that's a you know that's something that i've had to deal with and all that but um third wave feminist listening to this that there that yeah is toxic masculinity that's the that's that's just it he he was so possessive and so controlling to the point i mean He actually was charged with forcible confinement because he had actually moved me three and a half hours away from my family. I was not allowed to have a cell phone. I was not allowed to have internet in the house. I had to explain everything I did about my life. If I left the house, who I was going to see, who I was talking to, I had to show him receipts for things that were bought. Um, Literally just explain every aspect of myself to this person um and he had absolute control over me and i allowed that at the same time um which is an issue all on its own a lot of people call it stockholm syndrome a lot of people call it battered women's syndrome i say that i was just really fucking stupid and i did a lot of drugs um but it is what it is in the long run however when all of these charges were being placed against him at the same time, I had also been charged. So when it comes to domestic disputes, it used to be that it was, well, she said, and the cops went off of that. And 90% of the time, she would call the police, the police would show up, and she would change her story, and the police have to walk away. So what they started to do was that they actually changed the laws that it was going to be that if it's going to be he said, she said, Well, instead of he said, she said, we're going to be the ones that place charges against you. So in the situation that you were just talking about, what they saw as the police force was that even though you didn't actually physically do anything wrong, they still see it as a domestic dispute because you guys were in a relationship with each other. Um, You had to be taken away from the residence. Therefore, they have to put like some sort of barrier between the two of you whether it's 100 meter uh, 100 yards that you're not allowed within range of her or a complete no contact order in place they're going to do what they had to do well that was, in my case that, that that was the thing they threw they threw a protection from abuse order on me for one year yeah where i wasn't allowed within 100 yards of my yeah. own home and she did that just so i'd be removed from the lease because it was a it was yep. a town home but it fucked up my life for three months. I I, I oh, yeah. thought I had to wait for the court date. I spent ten days in jail on a hundred dollars bond for something I didn't do, and when I was finally released, I had to wait thirty days to finally get before a judge. Before the judge turned around and said, "I didn't get a chance to plead guilty or innocent because I I wanted to go before a judge. I wanted to fight this." Yeah. And the judge took a look at the case and said, "There's he's trying to see his kids. There's no case here. Case dismissed." Yeah. Still cost me my job, still cost me my home, and I still had that PFA for one year. Well, and that's on it. Like, so, I mean, I, I was saying something to somebody the other day because, um, well, we just got on the subject of my past and my charges that I've had in the past and all that stuff. Um, and one of my friends didn't realize that I actually got charged 
with assault against him. Even though he has over 37 charges against me, they charged me with assault against him. And what actually happened was, is that in one of these instances, um, he had actually had me completely pinned, completely pinned down, like had my wrist held together, legs were pinned down. He had had me kind of laying across him. We had fallen over sort of thing. Anyway, the position that he had me in, the only way that I could actually physically get free was if I bit him. And I bit him, actually, it was almost on the rib cage underneath the right armpit kind of area. Like, he had me almost in a headlock position. Um, they charged me with assault against him. Even though, at that point, I had to ha get over 100 and some odd stitches in my body. I had to get a tetanus shot. My jaw was dislocated. Um, I had a boxer's fracture in my hand because I had hit him so many times. They still turned around and charged me with assault against him. And it was like blatantly clear to the officers my mother was there like to everybody that could see it he was the one that they was the aggressor i had to do it in self-defense they still turned around and charged me to this day and i've said it like you know this is this is a justice system this is something that is literally supposed to protect women who are in these situations and you guys actually turned around and took somebody who has been abused who has been locked up and just like there's no excuse for what happened, but you're going to take this person and then you're going to charge them yourself. And I remember standing there in the courtroom and saying like, are you fucking kidding me? You're kidding. My mom, um, they had actually had me in the hospital and cause my ex had taken off at this point and they were trying to find him. They had him in, Search. They were searching for him for about four hours. And at this point, I was in the hospital. I was getting my stitches. They were dealing with my jaw and all that stuff. Um, and they had walked into the room and they looked at my mother and they said, we have to place her under arrest. And I've never seen my mom so angry ever. Like she almost fought a bunch of police officers because they wanted to take her daughter. And she's like, like she was assaulted and you guys want to charge her. And they're like, well, he said, and because he said and she said, we have to press charges against both of them. Like, as I, stupid as that is. Well, as stupid, wow, as, as, my, stupid as it is, the one thing I would give credit to, the only credence I would give to it, and, and especially with, like, your situation, it's, it's fucked up, but for, like, most normal situations, at least they're willing to say, you know what, you're both going. In the United States, nine what? times out of ten, when a cop is called on a domestic call, it, the guy can they be go for the to shit. They, the guy can be yeah, oh completely to shit. They're going to take the guy to jail. Nine well, times out of ten. So they changed the laws, and I, I have they this did. conversation. They changed this, and I had this conversation around the time that this had first happened to me. And they told me what had happened was is that it, there was actually a couple cases, but there was a case that's actually close to where I'm living right now. And um, the female officer that was attending my scene and actually attended a few of the incidences with me and my ex. Um, she was actually an, a police officer that specializes in domestic dispute situations. So she is a domestic uh, response officer. She goes to those situations whenever, you know, one's been beaten up or a man's been beaten up. And she flat out told me that one of her cases, one of her, the people that she saw on a regular basis 
she constantly was getting calls from this woman because her husband was beating the living hell out of her. And when they would get to the house, she would change her story every time. Um, because she, you, 90% of the time you're scared. And I can attest to that. Like I was terrified to say anything to anybody about what was going on. Um, she told me that the final phone call that they got, they had to go there with an ambulance and take her out in a body bag because he had beaten her so badly that she had had severe brain trauma and she died on her kitchen floor. So they ended up turning around and they changed. Yeah. They changed the laws that from now on that it wasn't going to be that we just show up and we're going to walk away because she says, Oh, never mind." If we see that in any way, shape or form that there is something not right, we're going to take your, both your asses into custody. You're both being charged because fuck this. Like, and it, it, it makes sense now. It makes sense. Obviously, when everything was going on with me, I was like, what the fuck? But, you know, it does. It makes sense. They're, you know, they're trying to protect you. And as much as a lot of us don't see it or you probably didn't see it when, you know, the situation was happening and you were spending 10 days in jail. It was for both of your better interests to protect you both. So So in Canada, in Canada, like they don't have to arrest both people. Um, So like this one time. They'll um, look for the aggressor in Canada. They'll look for the most aggressive person. Oh, so listen to this. So I, like, one night, like, with this guy that I threw this pudding at, um, like... The pudding? Yeah, it was, like, it was after Christmas. Yeah, it was after Christmas, and, like, it, like we stayed up late and stuff, and, you know, like, it was the holidays, you know, and my kids were there and everything. And I was sleeping. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed, you know? Like, we had, like, a little bit of wine and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm tired. I got to wake up with my kids in the morning. I'm going to bed. So I wake up and this guy is on top of me and he's crying his fucking ass off. And I'm like, get off of me. And he like wouldn't let go of me. And I'm like struggling. I'm like, get off of me. So I finally get him off of me. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he starts yelling and screaming and freaking out and everything. I'm like, my kids are fucking sleeping, you fucking like schizo. And he's like, Yeah, and he wouldn't stop, and he's going up and down the hallway, and I'm like, you need to leave now, and he's like, oh, you can't make me leave, and all this, and whatever, whatever, and he woke my daughter up. Was talking to the third person in his head? (laughs) I have no idea how he got like that. So, like, he wakes up my daughter, so I take my daughter into bed with me, and he's screaming and yelling and everything, and she's terrified, right? So I'm like, I'm like, I can't get him to leave, and I'm like, okay, so what, I'm like, what do you want me to do right now? I'm like, if you want, I was like... I'll call the cops if you want him gone. And yeah. she's like, mom, get him out of here. She's like, why? She's like, he's all confused too. Like, why is he acting like this? Why is he doing that? She's like, get him out of here. So I called the cops. He picks up all his stuff. I'm on the phone with 911 and we can still hear him. Like they heard him in the background screaming and yelling and all this other crap. And <clears throat> so anyways, he ends up leaving my apartment. I'm like, the cops are coming. And he, he's like, yeah, right, you're just kidding. I'm like, no, the cops are fucking coming. So he's sitting outside my apartment, and the cops go talk to him. He somehow had a bloody nose. No, he somehow had a bloody nose, which is fucked up. Like, like I didn't even touch him or anything. Oh, he's, he's one of those guys. Yes. So he's sitting there with a bloody nose, and the blood was dry. The police report said that the blood was dry. And... So, like, and he starts telling them that I'm on drugs and that we stayed up all night doing drugs. And I'm like, I've been asleep for the past five hours. Yeah, you know, like, it's holidays, had, a, like, a glass of wine, you know, a glass and a half of wine. 
and go to bed. And so he's coming up with this extravagant fake story. So anyways, the cops come to my door and they're like, oh, um, so um, he's saying that you, you punched him and all this stuff and you assaulted him. I'm like, no, I didn't. They're like, okay, we're putting you under arrest. And I'm like, um, I called to get him out of my apartment. I'm like, did you not hear from the dispatchers, like the 911 dispatchers about him freaking out in the background? Um, you know, like my, like I was calm on the phone with them and everything. And he's, so this guy is saying that I'm high and drunk as fuck. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, you're going to arrest me. You're going to arrest me. Like, okay, well, let me call like my kid's dad so that he could come and take care of my kids because they're like, you know, they're like, they're young kids. Like (laughs) I can't just leave them. And so I go pick up my phone and it's in my hand and the cop grabs my arm and he's like, no, and you're being aggressive and resisting arrest. And I'm like, what the fuck? No. I'm like, I, didn't, I was like, I didn't do shit. And anyways, so I'm like, just let me take care of my kids. You, and I'm, I'm, you guys can arrest me like no fucking issue. So this other cop grabs me by the back of my neck and I like held my stance up and I'm like, I, I'm calling my kid's dad back the fuck off. And anyways, my daughter came to the door and like, and she's like, mom, and they grabbed me, smashed my head into the ground. Then they fucking smashed my head into the ground again. I look up at my daughter and she's screaming and she's crying. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, you're scaring my daughter. She's the reason I fucking called you guys. And you guys are doing this shit to me. And like, they, so they pulled me out of my apartment. They put me in the back seat of a car and they let this guy go back into my apartment without, without them. Yeah. And he went inside and there and talked to my daughter. And I'm like, you guys are so fucked in the head. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've had a, I mean, even like I've had, I've had the cops and I'm like, what the fuck? I had them break my fingers and I went into jail with broke, like my, I, I had a, the boxer's fracture had healed. So, I mean, with any boxer's fracture, It'll continuously break over and over again if you don't just leave it. And uh, after it was in the healing process and all that stuff, there was actually an incident, and they thought that I was my ex's ex-girlfriend. So his ex-girlfriend, I guess, had been on the run (laughs) for quite some time. Um, And they had been looking for her for, like, about a year and a half. Now... They thought that I was her because we look, we don't look alike. Like when I look at pictures of me and her, I'm like, we don't look anything fucking alike. The only similarities is maybe like the body size and the fact that like we both had blonde hair. I literally sat there in the car arguing with the police before anything happened. I said, my name is not Sasha. That's not my name. And I kept giving them my actual name and they kept insisting that I was her. They actually physically ripped me out of the car. And when they pulled me out of the car, I actually tried to like hold myself in there. Cause I was like, no, like you guys are, you're wrong. I'm not this person. I'm not who you think I am. You can't be just grabbing me out of the car. Anyway, they physically ripped me out of the car and they were actually so forceful with me that they rebroke my boxers fracture. Um, wow. And then about 20 minutes later, they realized that I am not the Sasha girl. They realized that and- my name is actually, Cops, I say cops it is, but cops ain't nice people about don't it think either. that cops in Canada. Yeah, people think cops in Canada aren't, you know, no. like like oh, martial law like they are in the states. You're fucking right, they are, and they have no prejudice. Like they'll fucking oh, beat they're up. They're fucking, they're fucking rude. I um, <laughs> I've had um, 
I've gone in to like jail before and I've actually have like bruising on me from a cop hitting me repeatedly in the face. Um, one of my final charges that I ever had, I ended up getting assault on police officer myself. But what had happened was, is that they tried to arrest me. And when I went to go and move my head, they had me pinned down. There was about two, there was one guy on top of me, kind of had me like hog, hog tied kind of. And, uh, there was another guy who was kind of had his hands on my shoulders, but he was kneeling and my head was like, almost like at, at his knees. And I went to go and move my head and he full tilt brought his knee back and knee me in the head like three different times. I ended up having a concussion when I went into to jail. Um, but again, they ended up, when I just said to them, like, this is an officer that did that. They didn't believe me. Nobody wanted to believe me at all. They ended I, up saying that I must have bashed, I must have bashed my head off of the back of the cop car or when I was in the back of the co police cruiser. I had like a, honestly, like yeah, I went in with a concussion too. Like, uh, like yeah. I went home and I was dizzy. Like, like I couldn't even They're stand brutal. up straight. Yeah, I got out four hours after. Uh, four hours after they arrested me, I got out. This guy got a fucking hotel room for two days. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking to myself, like I'm I'm five foot fucking nothing and a hundred pounds, and these are fully grown, like six foot two, two hundred pound police officers, males, and this guy fucking need me in the face a bunch of times. Well, that, but, like, I, like I said, I got an un, uh, un-ex-related uh, cop story that happened to me one time, uh, a case of mistaken identity. I was an assistant manager to a GameStop uh, in Colorado, in, uh, out in Wheat Ridge, Colorado. And at the time, I didn't have a vehicle, so I was catching a bus, and I had to go open my store. I was going to be opening the store for the day. So I am just got out of my apartment, and I walked to the bus stop. I'm dressed for work. It's wintertime, so I'm wearing a, a leather coat, and I'm carrying a cup of coffee, you know, a travel mug. And as I'm sitting at the bench waiting for the bus, three cop cars, Wheat Ridge cop cars, come barreling up over the sidewalk at me. The cop comes out, two of them with their guns drawn at me. The third one comes, grips me, throws me to the ground, holds me down there, patting me, telling me, don't move, don't move, don't move. Like, you know, face in the mud and, and snow, you know, fucking grind, grinding me in, rough as shit, never once asked me any questions. Finally, yeah. after they got me patted down and they got me cuffed, they pick me up, roughly throw me back on the bench, watched my bus go by, by the way, <laughs> as, they took, as they took my wallet and, and went back to the car while I had one guy still standing there. With his hand on his gun, watching me, and at that point, I'm asking, "What the fuck?" And he's just telling me to shut the fuck up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Twenty minutes goes by, and finally, the guy that took my wallet comes back, uncuffs me, throws my wallet in my lap, says it ain't him, and goes away. Yes. Finally, what I turn fuck? around to the to the third cop that was getting going to his car. I said, "What the fuck was that about?" Yeah. Oh, there was a robbery in the area. And your <laughs> description kind of matched it. I thought that, well, one, I mean, they came after you because you had the typical criminal look going on, you know, the coffee oh, yeah. and all that. Oh, yeah, Must coffee, be a criminal. Jackie pants, <laughs> white shirt, and a coat. <laughs> like, you, you look like a criminal. They were like, that guy right there. No, I've even had a bus stop. It's not him. He's drinking a decaf. But He's yeah. right. even, a break, even a breaking and entering, that, that requires you to treat me like I you just caught me, like, raping a cat and what? killing a grandmother. <laughs> I but mean, that's, that's they beat the living I, shit out of me. When, when this happened with this, you know, them thinking that I was the Sasha girl... 
like after like when they pulled me out of the car my ex unfortunately was with me and he actually ended up getting tossed on the ground himself because he was trying to tell them that her hand is already broken and that you guys are breaking it because i was screaming like i felt them break my hand again um and i was screaming the only way that they actually were like oh i guess it's not sasha was when i was like i have like my ears are only pierced once that's how they knew that I wasn't her. The fucking cop came back to the car and I'm cussing in the back of the car like, fuck you, I'm not the Sasha girl. Like, let me the fuck go. The cop comes, opens the back door, lifts the hair above my ear and goes, oh, guess it's not her. Because she's got wow. three ear piercings on her right ear. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I have tattoos on my wrists. I have tattoos on my shoulder. Like, I've got all these defining marks that even if you put it in the system, it Actually, like, if you type in my wrist tattoo, it comes up in the system that that's me because I'm the only person that has that tattoo. And they're like, no, she must be Sasha. Funny, funny Kept going off of that. Funny story <laughs> about be things being in the system when I did get arrested for the uh, uh, for the uh, harassment charge. And I was going through the processing and everything else. They were, they were pulling up my file and everything else. I, ironically, I'd never been in trouble with the law before that. Like, I had that incident, but not anything, like, where I actually had gotten arrested or anything of that nature. Yeah. That's number two. Um, as, I, <laughs> as I was getting processed, they turned around and started listing off my aliases, and my aliases were my pro wrestling names. <laughs> How the fuck did they get my goddamn pro wrestling? Name? Google. They just out. All they do is Google. They're just like, "Hey, type his name in. See what see what comes up on this asshole." Christopher Stanley. In reality, the police don't actually look for a record of you. They just go to Google and Facebook. They must because he was. He's like Christopher Stanley, alias Chris Wild, alias Matt Wild, alias Thirteenth Apostle. What, what what is this shit? I'm like I'm like, like, like well your wife calls me Poppy. I, I'm I'm like I'm an ex professional wrestler. Those were characters I played. Oh well, have, they're, they're have, marked uh, as aliases. What? I had them stop me before. <laughs> I had them stop me before, and I was like, got like honest to God, not in any trouble. Like I got on once I got on probation, and I left my ex. Like I was like, you know what? I'm a I'm gonna be a good person. I got sober. I ended up like, like I've been sober for two years. I got myself a good job. I've like, you know, I did really good. I was literally walking one day just to a friend's place and uh, just having a little stroll. And this fucking cop cruiser pulls up beside me. Hello, dog. Um, this cop cruiser pulls up beside me and the officer rolls the window down and goes, uh, hey. I was like, yeah. He goes, there's a warrant for your arrest. Like, oh, is there <laughs> like I had just had a probation meeting like the day before and I was like well like I, I this is news to me and he starts asking me and he's like yeah you're so you missed a court date a couple days ago I'm like what the fuck are you talking about he's literally telling me there's a warrant for my arrest and I said who are you looking for and then he goes well your name's blah 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 and I'm like no I'm like <laughs> You're not talking at the right person. That is not me. And I was like, I'm on probation. I just had a probation meeting. I'm pretty sure they would have told me, hey, there's a warrant for your arrest. So you guys are fucking stupid. Like, 
actually look at the profile, guys. <laughs> oh, I've had I've had that a couple times because I'm in the system for child support, you know, uh, <laughs> because because of my children and, and stuff. And and the courts the courts fuck up. They don't send you the paperwork or or they send it to the yeah. wrong address or whatever. Shit gets the case lost. May be. Shit gets lost. You miss a court date. All of a sudden, you got a cop knocking at your door, putting cuffs on you because you missed the court date. They're not arresting yeah. you; they're just taking you to court. But you know, it's like they pick you up. It's still a scary moment. Yeah, they pick you up, they cuff you, they drive you down to court. You're sitting down there, cuffed, to go before a magistrate, not even a judge, a magistrate. How come he didn't show up to this court date? I didn't know about it. Oh, okay. Well, here's a new court date. Then they make you fucking figure out your own way home. <laughs> Wow. It's like, you're a fucking like, dick. They... You couldn't, we couldn't have done this over the phone? Okay. <laughs> like, you know, just just tell me I need to be there. And I'll, you know what? I'm just going to drop everything now. I'll drive in, you know. I'll go, like, you, like calm and easily. I'll meet you there. I'll bring you my business card and even bring you a coffee and smile for you. But Here's the thing. <laughs> If it's so easy for them to send us Amber Alerts, I'm pretty sure they can send a fucking text message. <laughs> like... Yeah, Mr. Court Date. <laughs> well, they they do do that now. They do send a, a text message if you give them a, a, a you know a text message number. They send an email on top of sending the the, the actual court papers by mail. So I mean, they are covering well, their asses now. But back beautiful. in the day, back in the day, they didn't do that. You got a court letter, they, and it was normal mail. It wasn't do even that certified. Here in Canada. Yeah, it was. It wasn't yeah, even yeah, certified. You miss a court date, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're going to jail until your next court date. Like, they lock you up because they make sure that you make your next court date. Yeah, so you're honestly care. in jail. Yeah, it's, it's like... They're and Canada's so much more lenient day. Like, fuck that shit. <laughs> it, it, like, I, I just got off probation back in January. And if I wouldn't... Like, this is how stupid Canadian shit is. So they turn around and, like... Every time I got in trouble, <laughs> every time you get in trouble, they turn around and they're like, not only are we going to put you on probation for however long, not only are we going to give you like drug, alcohol and like weapons restrictions, but at the same time, we're going to sit it and make it that if you, oh fuck, I was going somewhere with this. My dog just walked in the fucking room. <laughs> like, <laughs> um... Sorry, they make it that if, like, um, every single time you get charged, they'll also end up charging you an actual fee on top of everything else. So, if you get charged and, like, one of the times I got in trouble and it was, like, a breach of probation, a breach of probation, and, I don't know, harassment, let's say. Those three charges, each, not only did I get, like, extra probation and go to jail and like have to do whatever else on top of that. But they also ended up turning around and being like, you have to pay us money because you're a fuck up. And then for you, for, for us arresting you, we're going to make you pay us money. Pretty oh. much. I had, I had to pay a hundred dollars per charge against, I got charged. My final charges were assault times, um, four, on police officers, unfortunately. I was on a lot of drugs. I'm not proud of that. Um, assault times four on police officer, arrest, resisting arrest. And then it was like a breach of probation. And there was something else. There was like a total of like eight charges. I had to pay 1300 and some odd dollars 
on top of doing two years of probation, going to counseling, doing a partner's abuse response seminar, like doing all this other shit. They were like, you have to pay money. If I wouldn't have paid that before I got off probation, they would have turned around and thrown my ass in jail. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, it, 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 it's a lot less of a situation, but child support's the exact same way. If the, yeah. if the, if the, person, if the primary custody uh, holder of the child turns around and files for child support, the court systems are busy. Okay. Yeah. So if, if she, if the mother, for the sake of argument, files for child support in January and you don't get a court date till July to actually go before a judge to set child support. Right. Yeah. So you go, you go in July to sit, to see the judge and they set the child support and then they automatically set child support from the date she filed. Not the date that they set it from the date she filed. So you, the father or, or, or the payee is automatically seven months in arrears. And then on top oh, of the arrears, God. there's fee, uh, court fees and filing fees that are involved with that. And guess what? That happens every time they go in for uh, a is reevaluation. Is that what the of a mother did? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry to say that. So my mom, um, me and me and my birth sister, we both have separate dads. <laughs> and the man that raised us is not either one of our fathers. He's our step stepfather. Um, my mother <laughs> ended up getting child support. Like she was trying to get child support for my sister from my sister's father, who was technically like your typical deadbeat dad. Right. Literally took off. But not only did he took off, my mom my mom had a thing for men in the military. Men in uniform, she said. Um, my father and my sister's father, they are both men in the military. And he was lucky enough that he could actually travel all across Canada because he was in the military and, like, avoid the courts trying to get to him. Every time he got somewhere and the courts tried to find him, as soon as they were able to find him, he just, like, diddled down off to another province, right? That must be a Canada thing because... Uh... The mil the military here. If you're if you're in the military when when child support is set or something of that you're, nature, you're they they make sure your ass yeah. is there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> unless, I'm pretty unless sure you're deployed. Some, unless you're deployed, I'm they make sure. sure. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure at some point he was probably listed as a wall. Not gonna lie, like he was my um as my sister got older and she started to talk, talk to her actual siblings um his actual biological children um they all pretty much said the same thing like he was just a piece of shit and abandoned everybody and just was like that um but my mom ended up filing and when i was younger my mom actually got a check from the government or the courts i guess and pretty much it was a check for almost thirteen thousand dollars um and Check it I was, wouldn't mind getting. It was, I actually remember her walking through the front door and like my mom's knees buckled beneath her. Like she fell to the floor and just sat there staring at this piece of paper. Like it was a big deal. And pretty much what it was is that when she was trying to find my sister's dad, like he ran away for so long, but my mom filed for child support like years after my sister was born. And it was only, like, a short period of time that he was actually, like, running and evading them before my mom got this check for, like, $13,000. Which, when you, at the time, for, like, a four-year, um, like, battle kind of thing, that would not equivalent, like, equal up to fucking 
that much money. But over the course of my sister's entire fucking lifetime at that point, that would make sense. Well, see, that, that, that that's what it is because uh, the, the, the example I gave you is exactly what happened. Yeah, with, that's with, why I'm uh, like, is that what she did? Because that's with my with my ex-wife and my, my current kids is uh, I wanted to try to keep things out of court uh, because of the yeah. simple fact of I knew I would get raped in the court system. And she knew <laughs> well, she could she rape me that. in the court system. So that's exactly what she did. And literally the day I walked out from setting child support, first time, first time even hearing what I was going to be paying per month for two children, I walked out of there $5,000 in the arrears. Jesus Christ. Five wow. grand in the arrears the day they said it. We lost Brian, Jesus. by the way. <laughs> oh, he just disappeared. I was like, what happened there? <laughs> there was a person. Yeah, so, like, okay, so while we were talking about police brutality and stuff, and, like, Shay was talking, actually, my internet shut off, and Brian's did, too. It, like, he did was it? disconnected, and so did mine, yeah. So we're, like, talking about that, like, um, while you guys are talking, and I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, we bring up police and, like, or, like literally both of us lose our internet connection. <laughs> yeah. Big Brother's listening. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys aren't allowed to talk about this. Wait, does that mean that they didn't mute me because they actually want to hear what I have to say? <laughs> no, like, I couldn't hear you. Like, um, like everything, like, uh, Brian went black. I couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear Chris for a minute. And then I get, and then like a few seconds, a few minutes after, Brian's like, wow, my internet just shut down. I'm like, dude, my fucking did too. That's strange. I I had, I had all of you clear as day up until Brian's screen just froze. And then, uh, and then, uh, you know, he came back on or not came back on. That's when his screen went off. But I heard you and I heard uh, Shay clear as day. Yeah, I've been fine. No, Shay was talking, and like my like uh, I couldn't hear you, like for a minute. I'm like, okay, well, uh, what do I do? So I'm like just sitting here. It comes back, and then Brian's like, wow, my internet just shut off. I'm like, what the fuck? Mine did Watch. too. Like, there's wow. gonna there's gonna be like a, a blank <laughs> spot in the in the show. Like <laughs> just utter silence. <laughs> no, no, we're we're fine because uh, the recording has nothing to do with internet. As long as I was able to hear you guys, the computer hears it. So yes. we're, we're good to go on that, but uh, they may block me from putting the video up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but, on certain platforms like YouTube, but I mean, like, would, would, does Anchor do that and stuff and iTunes? To my knowledge, no. But who knows? This day and age, where they where they censor? Yeah, free you don't speech, know anymore. No, you don't yeah, know. I was like. Like, yeah, like, after uh, me and Brian, like, figured that out, I'm like, yeah, we totally have to do that conspiracy show. <laughs> all I have to do, all we have to do is offend one person, and we could be completely demonetized or, or removed. I'm so, I'm pretty sure I probably offended a couple of people. <laughs> I don't care. You, I, I, how can I, you not talk and not offend someone nowadays? Like, honestly, like... There's no, there's not somebody in the world who's not going to be like, dude, it's offensive. I, like, I, I have customers get offended at me because I tell them that I don't have the bacon box set at my store. Like, they're actually upset with me and offended that I don't have something for them. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. I worked at a cheesesteak place. And, okay, it's in the fucking name. Large Marches Philly yeah. Cheesesteaks. And we used to have fucking vegetarians come in. And they would bitch 
that we didn't serve vegetarian cheesesteaks. Well, the, the name oh steak is God. in it. Well, you should have boca. Okay. You should cater to us. Why? You walked I, into an establishment see, that serves steaks. I work at a Little Caesars. Little Caesars. And I can't tell you how many people come in here, and I'm going to point out that 90% of the fucking meat that we offered is goddamn pig. Okay? It is pig. We have bacon. We have ham. We have applewood smoked bacon. Our pepperoni has freaking pork in it. Like, everything has pork. And everybody comes in here and is like, do you have something that doesn't have pork on it? And I'm like, cheese pizza. No. Yeah, I got a cheese pizza. Or people who come in and they're like, do you have gluten free? You're in a fucking pizza store, lady. But, but Get out of here. <laughs> like, if you want gluten free, go somewhere else. <laughs> like, no. But Whole see, wheat. But seriously, <laughs> it, it's like, to me, it's like they're look, purposely looking to pick a fight. You came to a place with steak and in the name. Looking yeah. for non-meat. That's like me walking yeah. to the salad, uh, salad works and ordering a T-bone. Come on. Common well, fucking it's... sense. Yeah. Like you go to a, a Juju Juice or whatever, a Goju Juice or like a, yeah. the juicing place and it's like, well, you know, I'll have a burrito. Like, uh, no, we sell like yeah. salads, juices. Do you want some like quinoa? Maybe you'll get quinoa or something. I'm... Okay. The best, my favorite thing is like working in customer service and I mean they're always like you know customers always right I am a manager I love my store I love my customers I love my job but sometimes you guys are not fucking right okay <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'm literally just astonished at like there is a menu board up behind me that literally tells you everything I have and you come in here and go, what do you have? And I'm like, okay, I'm okay with reciting some shit. But when you come in here and look at me and go, do you have salad? And that fucking menu board doesn't say salad anywhere. <laughs> like, I'm like, guys, just read. Just read that thing behind me. Please stop coming in here. I've had people call my store and ask me for things. And I mean, yes. We are a pizza store, and yes, you would think that all pizza stores would be the same, but they're not. <laughs> we okay. don't have everything that everybody else has, so please stop calling me for the chicken parm fucking pizza. We don't have it. <laughs> well, see that again. No, it's not toppers. <laughs> see, see again, like the the idea of the customer's always right motto meant oh, something uh, back in the day. Back <laughs> back in the day when when people like. When salespeople were like stupid, a, we're, well, we're a salesperson. When you walked into like a Sears and Robux, I'm talking like the 1950s, 1960s, and these people yeah. were like actually respectable human beings yeah. who, who sold you items and gave personal care to the customer. And in so, turn, to make a loyal customer, the customer is always right. What you need, yeah. I will make happen. Nowadays, yeah. people treat it as such a such a uh, uh, inherent Commodity. privilege, inherent privilege yes. that. You abuse the customer service representative, in which turn uh, I, the customer service re representative becomes a useless fucking lump. My favorite <laughs> example of that is that, um, so, like, I've worked my job now for over a year, and like I said, like, I'm in a management position. Um, I love my job, and I actually love dealing with the customers and doing what I do, and even my boss, like, he specifically puts me up on the lobby because I am... A salesman 
Like I am born to sell and I sell everything that I have and I'm really good at up talking. I'm really polite to my customers. Like I treat you like you want to be treated. I had the unfortunate privilege of working at a fucking Tim Hortons. Oh God. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, I actually, when I quit, I looked at my manager and I like tore a strip out of her and I said to her, I said, you know what? I said, it's pathetic here now. I used to, when I was a kid, go into Tim Hortons with my grandfather. And it was great. My grandfather loved to go in there, get his coffee and his donut. And people were friendly and, hi, Paul, how are you? And, you know, you felt welcome when you walked in there. You felt like you wanted to be there. And, you know, I said, now you walk in here and it's like a fucking assembly line. And the customers are privileged. They act like they are privileged and they're above you and that they're so much better than you. But I'm literally working my job just like you work your job. But do I come in there and treat you like utter crap and just disrespect you? And just like, I've never had people be so rude to my face than I have been working out of Tim Hortons. Um, And it's just coffee. Like, you're so privileged. You act so privileged over coffee, of all things, when you could just be, like, super happy. Most of my customers now that I deal with, I deal with them, um, some of them on a weekly basis and stuff like that. And they like dealing with me because I'm friendly with them and I'm nice to them because they don't treat me like a piece of shit. We'll, we'll see. Coffee. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, oh, when I go, like, when I go into somewhere, it's so weird because, like, I'm always that person who's like, hey, you know, yeah. or I'll take this and, you know, big smile, you know, keep the change, you know, I'll take that donut and, you know, yeah. like, I, I'm so socially Here's awkward and stuff, but, like, <laughs> I guess it looks cute and everything because, like, most of the time people will smile at me, but when I go to, like, order something at Tim Hortons, they look at me like I'm fucking crazy and I'm like, yeah, I love that jelly donut, you know? bitch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's like they're so used to being treated like shit by they people are. that, you know, like you get the one appreciative, like, uh, uh, worker there that's always like, oh, my God, you know, and you could tell they're just like, fuck, yes, you know, it just made yeah, my day they, that someone actually smiled at me or something. But it works. It works <laughs> both ways, too, because it, it's funny you guys mentioned Tim Hortons, which at least I have no experience <laughs> with. But, you know, it works both ways because sometimes the customer service representative, especially nowadays, they have such an inflated ego and, and, and over yeah. over uh, belief of self-importance for their job title. Uh, yes, I'm talking to you, Starbucks, and your fucking baristas <laughs> and your $7 fucking mud coffee, which is I garbage. I coffee. And, and they, act, they act like they're fucking nuclear fucking physicists. Oh, my God. Those, fucking terrible I'm, coffee overpriced that's, that's a whole those those are the girls that me and venus like to look at in school and beat up because they were too fucking full of themselves <laughs> oh my god like the worst in high school was like they're like oh my god like oh my god like that was my sister like, ah, that was, really 
I was in a Dairy Queen one time, and like I'm standing there with like this guy that I'm dating, (laughs) and like these girls, like and like you know I'm calm and collective, and like yeah, you know banana split, you know, and these girls come in whining and screeching and shit, and like I was holding something in my hand, and I like literally look at them, I look back at my boyfriend, I look at these girls, I look back at my boyfriend, I put my drink down, and I walked the fuck out. (laughs) He's like, wow, you're gonna beat their asses, weren't you? I'm like, are you fucking kidding? My oh sister- my god! It's a fucking banana. <laughs> my sister is like that too. She's just, and I I make fun of her all the time. I haven't talked to her in years, and it's for good reason. But she's very uh, like we're two different people. We really are. And I mean, you got like a girl, and then you have like my sister, which is that type of like she Sweet belongs in like- a star. Yeah, she belongs in the Starbucks behind that counter with her snobby attitude and she's so like, "Oh my god, let's go have our martinis and watch the hills with all my friends." She oh, actually right. <laughs> Yeah, she actually in high school used to get together with her friends and have like martini nights and they'd watch the hills and you know, whatever the fuck was a big show right then and I'm like that's not that's Proper. not right. <laughs> Where are these girls now? Like, what do they do with their lives? They all work at Starbucks. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's where they are. You know, you know what? It's a perfect place for them, okay? Like, I don't even go to Starbucks. They can all fucking stay there. <laughs> I wouldn't go there. They're too expensive. Chris said it was right. It's like $7 for a fucking coffee or something. It's not <laughs> Like, even that thing better be covered. Like... It, it better be filled with whipped cream and like chocolate sprinkles with a chocolate bar sticking out of it. <laughs> like fucking flavors it's, beyond flavors. Like a fucking, I want layers of flavors if it's going to be $7. <laughs> they're more, they're, they could just give you diabetes in a cup. <laughs> they really have the, like I'm, I'm not a person that goes for like the the, the bullshit coffees of the frappuccinos, the cappuccino, I just want latte, coffee. you know, American American extra yeah. water whipped foam. I give put put some coffee gr- uh, grounds in a fucking filter, pour some hot water down it, serve yeah. it to me. You know what I mean? Cream, and, sugar, <laughs> and and the coffee they give you, it tastes like it's been on the burner for fucking five years. Because usually it has. And of course, and of course the they want to argue with you. Of and of course, of course they want to argue with you. You come in, you say, "What do you want, sir?" It's like, "Well, I want a, I want a, a large coffee." Oh, you you want a Volante extra americana with water? Grande. Grande. Like, like no, a fucking large cup of coffee, you dick. You know, like I'm going across the street to that restaurant. <laughs> yeah, right. I, that fry place has better coffee. Oh my god, my. You want a good way to get the scruff on my neck, like to furl up like a cat about to pounce? Yeah. Talk, talk to me like I'm a moron because I didn't use your bullshit words. That's a good That's way to get me started. <laughs> my my boyfriend and I'm like, I'm always sitting there. I'm like, oh, can we get go to t- Timmy's? Because like Tim Hortons is just crack for any Canadian, of course. <laughs> and I'm always like, I'm like, can we go to Timmy's? And he is just... Fuck Tim Hortons. We're going to McDonald's. Like, he'd rather go to McDonald's and get a McDonald's coffee. And I'm not going to lie. They're a lot better. And most of the time, McDonald's (laughs) people have, like, I'm not kidding you. Compared to Tim Hortons employees, like, my McDonald's people that I deal with, I'm like, you guys are so cheery. Like, I want to get 
food from you all the time. I'm going to come and get my Big Mac from you high all the time. Like, all oh the time. Oh, my God. There's I so- hate when, you have, when you're, like, high as fuck and you're, like, trying to order at McDonald's. And it's like, what do you want? And you're like, I want it everything. all. <laughs> like, everything. <laughs> everything on that menu. My fat ass can't help myself. I actually, my boyfriend ended up doing a job. Uh, he's actually renovating his parents' house. And there's me home myself i happen to be off the one day i'm like whatever i ended up smoking a couple joints and i'm sitting here and i'm hungry and i was gonna make him dinner but because he's at his mom's place and he's doing this this bathroom renovation i don't know what time he's gonna be back so i'm not gonna make dinner just in case he's not back and luckily for me he actually didn't come home that night until like 10 30 almost 11 o'clock and uh so my fat ass sitting there on the couch at like 3.30 and I know nowhere to the lie ordered like $45, $50 worth of Chinese food. Okay. And then about 10, 15 minutes later decided I'm going to go onto the pizza pizza website and also order deep fried pickles. And then they're like funnel cake fries. <laughs> like my fat ass ordered like $70 worth of food, and I sat here and ate it by myself. <laughs> wow. I, you didn't even save him a pickle? <laughs> I, I saved him a couple deep fried pickles, but I even texted, and he came home, and I was like, I'm sorry, but you weren't home. And, like, that's the only excuse that I could come up with logically. Keith, you weren't here, so I had to order $60 worth of food in case the apocalypse happens in between. <laughs> like, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but I needed $60 worth of food from two different fucking restaurants. <laughs> like, That's like a combination of being alone, being bored, um, PMS going on and yeah, like, like a just, little bit too much weed. Like you just was, back the fuck off when we eat. I just looked at him like you weren't here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well you're all full and like fucking happy as yeah. pig and shit, and <laughs> you can't ruin my buzz now. You cannot ruin my buzz, Keith. Fuck off, Keith. <laughs> I, I, it was it was pretty good though. I I mean he was happy that he got the deep fried pickles. I was you know I saved him that. You you can't Besides eat those me. cold. They're they're Uh, just not right. No, but you can read deep fry them. Why would you do that? Because you can (laughs) if you, like, really, really need to. (laughs) You believe in yourself. Yeah. Okay, listen, okay? I don't get out much. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Oh, my God. Skip the dishes has become a thing here, and I just don't leave my house anymore. Um Oh my god, I, I've got, like, such amazing, like, deep-fried pickle recipes, like, mm. I remember one time, like, I wanted, like, deep-fried pickles or, like, cheese sticks or something, and, like, someone's like, well, you could just use pancake batter, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you can literally deep-fried pancake batter and have deep-fried, what? <laughs> yeah, panko, it fucking works. Panko breadcrumbs are the best for, like, anything deep-fried. Anything. Oh, now we're talking about food, and I just had dinner not long ago, and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go cook something. I feel Uh like Chris is sitting there, like, I'm just gonna go eat food, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I know. After this show, like, we're all just like, hmm, what to have now? What do we have for her second dinner? Oh yeah, I'll be, I'll be eating as I'm editing. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like all all hours of the night now. 
Oh, I do. I, I, I do. Uh, not to, we, we, we had this conversation last night, so you guys can tune into Rumble the Mist podcast, but uh, long after the microphone is shut off, I spend three, four hours putting the videos together and getting them up on the respective platforms, and then I'm out promoting the shows and updating the website or whatever the case may be, so... When the yeah. show ends for everybody else, it's still going on for me. <laughs> still going. Still in work mode. Yeah. Still in work mode. That's me. Every time I come home from work, my boyfriend's just like, okay, you need to stop. <laughs> like, just turn that off for a couple minutes. I'm like, oh, God. So. Too many things to do. <laughs> and I do yeah. it for the great paycheck that one day we might ever see. <laughs> hey, we could all be famous one day. You never know. <laughs> I've, I've been famous before. Actually, I have a funny story the other day. Uh, be, being a wrestler and a, and a musician, uh, even even at a local level, people would recognize you. But I have been retired from that whole entire scene for about 10 years now. Yeah. And so I've, I've been, with the podcast, I'm kind of I'm kind of still in obscurity. Like people don't really know who I am or what I look like. Exactly. For yeah. and, and stuff. But uh Jen and I went to a Dunkin' Donuts the other day, and I'm again, I'm ex-military, and I was wearing a Navy coat, and it struck up a conversation with a whole bunch of old Vietnam veteran guys that were at Dunkin' Donuts one day, and I, it literally was like a flashback to the days when I used to get stopped in a mall to sign an autograph because that one kid remembered me from a wrestling show, you know, and oh, wow. like... It, all I want to do is eat my, 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 my croissant and drink my coffee. And I'm stuck yeah. in like a 30 minute conversation about my service. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I forgot that this happens. <laughs> like, Yeah. You know, I forgot what this was like. I'm, I'm used to just yeah. my shit sitting down, eating and leaving. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of like going out with the radar there. Yeah. So nice warm croissant with butter. Fuck. Yeah. Well, I get I get the bacon egg or the sausage egg and cheese on the croissant, you know. Ah. Oh my god! Oh, fuck. See, okay, we go and we gotta go this, now because we need food. Yeah, <laughs> I've had this horrible craving for bacon for the last like two days, and my dumbass literally has been like, I've looked at my boyfriend, and been like, I really want a BLT. I got the bacon, and then I turned around yesterday, and I was like, oh, we need to go to the store and get milk, um, creamer for coffee, like. Did not get lettuce. Did not get tomato. And I'm like, I just really want a BLT, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't have a BLT without the lettuce and tomato. <laughs> I'm like, I, like, every single time. I do it to myself every time. Just like, oh, of course. Let's I, just talk about more food. Croissants croissants with bacon on them and fucking... Oh, I hate <laughs> you guys. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, what are you guys going to eat now? <laughs> oh, God. Anything that's in my fridge. Without waking my boyfriend up, because I'm pretty sure he passed out on the couch. I'm thinking Scrapple. <laughs> scrapple. I'm thinking me some Scrapple. You, you know, you know, like we were talking about sausage, and we're talking about bacon, and we're talking about pepperoni, and we're talking about ham, and all the parts of the pig. It's everything. Yeah. Scrap is Scrapple is everything that's left. Everything. And like a hot just, dog. So yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty much close. <laughs> okay. to, pretty much close to an, a hot dog. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it's it's made into like a loaf, like a like a brick, and you slice it up, you fry it, and oh, yummy. Does it come in a can? <laughs> no, it's no. coming in a can. <laughs> no, it doesn't like, come in like a can. Can of spam. 
No, it, yeah. it's 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 in cellophane or whatever, and you just you, you cut it, you put it on a grill uh, a grill or or hot pan, you fry it up till it's nice and crispy on the outside, but on the inside it's still you still, know yeah moist. I guess you could call it for lack of a better term, and oh, it's just so good. As long as you don't remember what the hell you're eating. It's good. Yeah, that like, as long as you like don't think about it. Right there. <laughs> oh God. See, and people eat things like I've. I, I was in a butcher shop not that long ago. I guess it wasn't really a butcher shop. It was just like a fucking bakery. Anyway, they had uh, cow tongue, like a roll of cow tongue. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to explain that. I just literally stood there and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it's literally, it is cow tongues yeah. in like a jelly-ish sort of, I don't even know what to explain it, but people shave it. It's like head cheese. Yeah, oh, no, uh, I, apparently I, people eat this shit, but I it's the same give, sort of thing. I will give you guys fair warning if you ever, dis- if, it, if the uh, fancy ever hits you to come visit your neighbors down south, as particularly to a place called Colorado. And somebody right. and somebody offers you a Rocky Mountain oyster, do not eat it. Yeah. I was oh gonna my say, god, do those, those are like what bull testicles or something, eh? Or um, yep, they're bull uh, testicles. Bison yeah. testicles. Yep, yes, yeah. bull, bull testicles. Furry oysters. <laughs> See, I've always said, I've always said that I will try something once, but there, I, I draw limits at organs. Of animals. <laughs> and animals genitalia. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, like, um, like you, you, cow tongue, you know what? Meh, maybe I'll try it. Maybe you give me balls and I'm just not there. Not there. <laughs> Ooh, this so delicious. farmers of like bison and stuff, like they actually keep these because they're like the most tender part of the animal. And they're like a huge delicacy and they cost so much money okay. if they want to buy them from them because they're that fucking good, apparently. See, it used to freak me the fuck out when my grandmother wanted to tur- cook the turkey with the innards, with Ugh. it, like with the, with the neck and the fucking the heart and stuff like that. That freaked me out. My grandfather used Gross. to eat pickled, uh, pickled pig's feet out of a jar. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> I ate chicken hearts before, okay? <laughs> what is, okay, I'm not, I've had, like, I grew up in the middle of buffalo, nowhere in the bush. I've had beaver, like, actual beaver, not. <laughs> that's, um, like, pretty I've, greasy I've, stuff. I've had the other yeah, one. Yeah, I've had, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, I was like, not the other one. I mean, I, anyway, I, I've had squirrel, like, I've tried different things like that, um, but I mean, I don't know. Pigs feet, like wow. pigs nose. I'm just no. Wow, I'm not for is, it. This is really, really good. What is this? Oh, fried emu uh, labia. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. I've had ostrich egg. I've had ostrich meat before. I was in Alligator's like Nova Scotia. Like I don't even fucking know where. I was somewhere. Oh, fucking an ostrich egg, ostrich omelet. Do you know how big an ostrich omelet is? I imagine. Yeah, we used, to, um, we used to sell um, uh, ostrich eggs, I think, at um, this restaurant I used to work at. Um, I used to be, like, one of their um, their best sellers there. And so they would wait until, until I was working. What else do we have? We had, uh, not penguin eggs. They were, like, little um, blue eggs that we were selling, too. And the, you had, like, three of them to make up the size. Quail eggs. Yeah, quail, quail eggs. eggs. Yeah, we used to sell those. 
like oh my god the stuff we used to sell there and like uh, like at first i was like so against eating it and like the chef was from montreal like he studied in montreal and stuff like they have no limits on what they eat and what they can make taste amazing let me tell you that i've like seriously tried so many more different foods eating there let me working there because it's like wow you are cooking i know it's gonna be good (laughs) so yeah i I'm German descent, so pretty much anything that used to come from animals, I'll eat. But the key, the key thing is to just not tell me what it is. Like the first time, the first time I tried alligator, I thought it was just like a a a a, a, a moister, a juicier white meat chicken, and I thought, oh, this is really really good. And they told me it was alligator, and by that point, it's like, oh, okay, I accepted it because I already knew what. It yeah, was. I'm already into it. But, <laughs> if you, but if you would have offered it to me as alligator before I took a bite and I'd be like, nah, I'm good, dude. Yeah, I'm, yeah, gonna... I'm, I'm the type animals of person... are fine, but like, like squid I'm... and stuff, I won't eat squid. No, I, certain things like I've, I've tried, I've tried certain things. Like I've tried uh calamari and I've tried um, escargot and stuff like that. Like I've tried certain things cause I'm adventurous when it comes to certain foods. I remember my sister and my mom, my, we used to make fun of her all the time because she like, she just believed everything, everything. And she was so stupid and gullible. <coughs> anyway, um, my mom made dinner and I remember my mom telling me, she's like, you're not allowed to tell your sister what it was. Cause my sister was the type of person, like she was so sensitive to, and like we had two goldfish and our goldfish died at one point. And my sister, being fucking stupid at the same time, started calling herself a fishitarian. And we're like, we're like, okay, wait, Shannon, what do you think that means? And she's like, well, I, I won't eat fish. And we're like, no, no, no. Like, that would mean that you just eat fish if you're wanting to call yourself. Like, it's not even a word to begin with, but <laughs> that would mean that you strictly eat fish. So, like, she was sensitive. My mom said to me, she's like, don't tell your sister what I'm making for dinner and i'm like well what are you making she's like i'm making veal i'm like oh no (laughs) so of course i i know what veal is and i'm like fine and my sister is like well what is it because she's never seen this before my mom gives her this plate of food right we're sitting at the table my sister's like what is it my mom's like just eat it she's like well what is it my mom's like, just eat it. I'm trying not to like bust out laughing. And my sister is literally like, mom, I'm not eating it unless you tell me. I won't, I won't eat it. I won't eat it. And I finally turned and looked at her and I said, it's tortured baby cow, Shannon. And she started crying. <laughs> my, mom, my mom's looking at me going, you're a jerk. It's <laughs> like... But my sister is like, as who would? Why would they kill a cow? Why would they kill a baby cow? Why would anybody? Do? My mom's like, it's meat, <laughs> it's food. Just so. Th- there's one time my mom was making. Well, um, I like went over to my mom's for dinner a long time ago, and like like my daughter was like three, four years old, or five years old. She was really young, anyways. And my mom, like, looks at this roast that I brought over, and she's like, well, this kind of looks weird, you know? And my daughter's like, mom, like, what is it? And I'm like, oh, it's puppy. She's like, what? (laughs) My daughter's face just lit up. She's like, what? 
are we eating puppy tonight? I'm like, yeah, but don't tell your grandma. And so, like, honestly, like, my mom ate this roast and stuff, and my daughter sat there this entire time with this, like... With this fucking expression on her face, I will never forget just... And she still re- thinks to this day, like, Mom, remember that time you tricked Grandma she's into eating mortified. <laughs> oh, no, she was just beaming. Like, she's got that, like, I want to laugh so much. And, like, she, she is, like, you pranked her so good type of look and everything. It was fucking gorgeous. And, like, to this day, like, she'll still be like, Mom, we ate puppy, and we made Grammy puppy. <laughs> she still doesn't know. <laughs> it's funny you say that, because I did, you know, kind of circling back to the ex's stories. Uh, this wasn't necessarily a bad ex story, but uh, she had a little sister, uh, about eight, nine years old. And uh, I, she was one of those little girls that, like, you know, I always teased with when, whenever I saw her. And we would we would sarcasm each other back and forth, you know, a little eight year old sarcasm versus, you know, me who was in my mid twenties at the time. And one day she's sitting there eating a ramen noodle and I cupped a fart. But for people <laughs> for people listening that may not know for which what rock did you live under, what it is is like you fart in your hand and you act like you throw it. Whip it at them. <laughs> right. So she she was being a smart ass to me, so I cupped a fart and threw it at her. I swear to God, her mother had to had to sit her down and tell her and explain to her for like 20 minutes that you can't actually throw a fart. I didn't take <laughs> her ramen noodles. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, that's oh. gross. I don't want them no more. You're like, oh, God damn it. Just eat the fucking noodles. <laughs> that's gorgeous. <laughs> well, gotta love it. Yeah, I think we're going to have to wrap up tonight's show. That's a good way to wrap it up. <laughs> it is, you know, <laughs> right on the part. Yeah, throwing ramen noodles. <laughs> the ramen noodles, yes. I was adding flavor. On that flavor. high note. <laughs> I was adding flavor. Yeah, yeah, because those <laughs> things taste like nothing. Like, <laughs> straight up water and fucking noodles. You got to add your soy sauce and all spice. that. Just needed a little spice. <laughs> just a little <laughs> kick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's going to taste like that when it comes out anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, Shay Madonna, for joining us. Thanks um, for having any, me on. Do you want any stalkers? Uh, the Facebook? No. No. I have to monitor that shit. I have employees. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure you'll find Shay Madonna back here occasionally. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, and Chris? Well, you can find me wherever there's a Realm of the Mist Entertainment, right here on YouTube, Anchor.fm, or wherever quality podcasts are found. I was going to say, it was pretty easy for me to find you, so I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you call it stalking, uh, I call it falling in love from a distance. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find me here on Tuesday night and on Monday night at 9 p.m. Uh, I guess we're not doing live anymore, and we're we will be once I figure out what the hell's going on. NSA, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, you know what? it's guaranteed. It's not that. my fault that I wanted to talk about friggin' shit that happened with the cops. Like, come on, guys! <laughs> Police brutality shut us down. Like, what? Where's the freedom of speech in that? Hey, yeah, get a better hold on your officers. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, what? <laughs> okay. If you can't take a joke, just fucking stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> but, but keep listening. Uh, we, we need the numbers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. And um, I think sometime this week we're starting um, a new conspiracy show. Um, just to top off the, the uh, mine and Brian's internet getting cut off tonight. Because that was just like, as soon as like we both got cut off i was like yeah that's it we're doing that conspiracy show like for sure it, it's, um, a, it's so a shame we'll the cameras aren't on right now because i would just totally do the dude from ancient aliens aliens <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i guess um um i don't know if we'll be releasing that this week but we'll definitely get around to that at some point um and i guess that's it for tonight so everyone have a safe hump day tomorrow always use protection um, Especially when the government screws it. you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And spit. never take a jaw, just spit on it, okay? Um, <laughs> any really other bad relationship advice we can leave at this point? <laughs> I eat uh, purple berries. They taste like burning. <laughs> <laughs> I got relationship uh, advice. Don't do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Once you say I do, you don't no more. <laughs> she says no three times. It means maybe. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! You see, if you say it, if you say it once, it means yes. <laughs> Speaking of, where's my boyfriend? I'm gonna find him. <laughs> on that note, I'll wake guys. him up with some. On yeah. that note, guys, have a good night. <laughs> have a good night, guys. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>